Seventh night. And a question a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. As you know, Keith, I am not a daily pot smoker. So no, you're this not. Is the first time I smoked pot since probably Saturday. Last Saturday, I'm impressed that you can actually you do like you actually do the the time off. Like you take breaks. Hey, I'm on my 25th day without alcohol, so I'm, I'll make it to 30 days next week. I try to take a month you off. Got a every- chip? You make yourself chip. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I hijacked the show out of the gate, which I felt oh, bad no, about doing fine. last time. And what is the show, Keith? What is the show? Talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. Yes. It's I like be that. a good time. Yeah, it usually works out pretty well. We go off on some tangents. The THC often affects me uh, in terms of losing my train of thought. And I feel bad well, about I got that. A list like of the topics. quality of show. I got a so list of topics and a list of TV that. shows that will <laughs> challenge us as far as staying on topic. A little All in the Family. Ooh. Oh, man. This is my father. Every, loved time, I, every time I want to make a grand entrance into a TV show, it's on commercial. <laughs> every goddamn time. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be on soon. I've been what what I've starting it off, and we haven't talked about this. We but before, do you go down the YouTube rabbit hole? Oh or, yeah, or is that like an I old? mean that's it's that's a kind of yeah. I wouldn't say old. That's like it's just the everyone's in the rabbit hole. No one doesn't go down YouTube rabbit hole. She's in one right now, probably. Well, wait, uh, 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 I'm at, well, I'm in several. Here's the one I'm in now. <laughs> do now. We're gonna get into the Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is it, fucking. Here's the one I'm into now. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, Highlights of the 1977 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? <laughs> Were those the ones that went defeated? No, 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 no. They 76, they were 0-14. They won their very first game against the New Orleans Saints, second to last game of the season. They started out their, their franchise's history 0-26. They were 0-12 going into week 13. It used to be a 14-week season. And they beat the Saints. I watched that game in its entirety last night. I, yeah. I fast-forwarded through a like huddle. You can do that. Like, you can do it with a football game in, like, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. You know, you can get through it all. You know, and it's like uh, watching it was Honestly, See, I'm, Keith, a, I'm a long term guy. So yeah. I always get into like the uh the like the twelve hour broadcast. Oh, interesting. like it'll it'll show you like 
it'll just anytime they go to commercial it'll just change the channel for you and go to like then it'll just be like a, a, a giant 10 hour video yeah of every game that was broadcast in night on and for like week 11 i i, I I've gone down that rabbit hole too. That that's actually an interesting method. I tell you, it's it is great. If you would have told me when I was eight years old, I would just to be able to have access. Like this to me truly is. I mean, I some of my favorites it. are like you <laughs> see the the final goal of every Stanley Cup final. Absolutely, I've I watched. They had they had every Viking pick six since 1980. There's like seven of them. I, I it's watched. Like, it's like a, I was I was like this is it's like a three and a half minute video. <laughs> Usually those things are like an hour long. Oh, with the Vikings? Yeah. Well, in I was like, what do they have, 12? It was funny. When I was watching it, they had, uh, it's longer than that. It's like 12 to 15 it's minutes. Seven, it's seven minutes and 50 seconds. I, that, I know exactly what video it was, you're it talking was 19, about. Well, it might be a dick because 1980, I watched it. And I was like, literally, I was like, their secondary from that, like my teen, from like 11 to about 18, their secondary was god awful. They had one of the worst, softest secondaries. They had like one, they had years. They didn't have a pick six, you know. Ooh, Saban's football life is on. Well, we talk about well, the well, Yeah, well, with the, they, they had years where they didn't have pick sixes. Like 19, I think 1981, the Vikings didn't have a pick six all year. Yeah, well, it's that, like you gotta have a pick six well, every once in a while. That's why I didn't while, necessarily you know? mean it so much as an insult because like, yeah. it's not like pick sixes don't happen all the time that's why where they had a lot of pick sixes which started to pick up was the late 80s 87 to 89 when their defense was really good they had a great d line like a truly great defensive line an underrated defensive line that's not talked about uh the 1989 vikings had 71 sacks the second most for any single se uh in any season for a single team the 84 bears have the most their, their d line was good so they had like a stretch there like i, I think in 1988 they had six or seven pick six pick sixes that's a lot. When you have six or seven pick sixes, your defense is making some damage. They're doing some things. So I've been going down that rabbit hole too. So those are the rabbit holes. These obscure, like, it was great. Watching the, the Buccaneers in 1977 were two and 12. They won their last two games. They scored a touchdown on their opening series against the, against the Cardinals in the last game of the season. Do you know how many points they had scored at home all, all year? 12 or something no, like that? Three. They had oh, been wow. they had been shut out five of their six games. One field at home. goal by a kicker with half a foot. No, no a half foot boot. It, 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 no, that, that was that was uh, uh, Dempsey. That, that, that Did was, he, uh, was he missing his foot or was that just like oh, he, no, he had the born, flat toe? Well, if you ever know, he was missing half his right arm too. He was born deformed. He was missing body parts. He was a kind of, had he had he lived he in Germany there, would have been euthanized. He was you out know, there like all in the nineteen thirties. Colin, Colin Bohannon ish. And he was, uh, he, he was a, because of that kick, he was a, one of the most inaccurate, like some of the place kicking stats from that era are hilarious. You're missing like seven extra points. Come on. Do man. you remember any drop kickers? No, 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 no. That, that, that was done. way before my time. Uh, Doug but Flutie I, could drop a kick, but, but I remember that there were multiple front, uh, front, front, no soccer style kickers. The, the Buccaneers had a kicker. I, I don't remember. I think his name was Evans or Wilson. He was a straight on kicker. Doing it Charlie Brown the, style. The, the, the Buccaneers that year in a 14 game season, you know how many points they scored in a 14 game season? Buccaneers. 23. No, no, no. no. Hey, listen, you're going way low. They scored 104. That means they averaged seven. 103 Damn. seven well, a game touchdown the, a game. well because it's you the all-time offenses are like getting close to like 300 right like two in the high twos that's i mean for defense for or, or scoring for points oh no scoring points the, the all-time record is actually it's the, like 500 or something yeah, like that well the vikings had a 98 but then the uh patriots overtook it <laughs> no seven i think it's i think it's 562 points or 578 now uh, both with moss for ooh, what do we got top here? two with Moss. 
Oh, this is going over Saban. Oh, Sparty. Yeah, yeah, he coached Sparty. He looks like he's there to audit their fucking taxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's, well, here, the finances are all out of whack here. You know, they get these books. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was good for Sparty. You know, that was his first uh, head coaching That's gig. interesting to me is because, like, I didn't, I didn't fuck with Saban until I just knew him as the LSU head coach. Oh, no, no. I, I knew him also as a, as a position coach for, like, the Browns and stuff. The Browns had a totally good coaching staff when they got moved to uh, to Baltimore. Like they were getting set up to actually have, well, they had Belichick. You know, I mean, they, they they were getting set up to be a good team. You know, they had a very good coaching staff. Saban was on that staff too, along with uh, uh, the head coach uh, Kurt Ferentz, who's the head coach of fucking Iowa. Bill Belichick looking like fucking uh, the one of the dudes from Coach. Yeah, are, are they getting are they getting pie eyed <laughs> at their horrible <laughs> bar they put in? Look at that. He's capable of smiling. Saban's capable of smiling. I just got a little ketamine here in the microwave we're gonna enjoy that when it comes out i'm convinced when they win a national championship game uh saban one eighth of the, of the right side of his mouth goes into a smile for 10 seconds and that's his only celebration and all year breaking down film in he, his head he is a joyless human being he is a joyless man joyless man is nick saban well his joy is the lord and ball well i i, I don't even he, he also he gets asked to i think his speaking engagements like in the south i mean he, he i think he makes like tens of millions of dollars you know with the stress and the tension there will be stress and the tension he will slap me but i'll make the judgment call that it's not appropriate to talk to him about it right now it's not worth bringing it up it's really trite compared to what else is happening in our lives but then when things settle down he might get his feelings hurt and say why didn't you and say that? bitch what are you doing yeah. the back of that hand comes out whenever <laughs> this is the clipboard south. you discipline a woman he comes from the side with the <laughs> clipboard he chop blocks you he'll do it? he'll yep. do whatever you want Closer, me, my mom, my brother. Like when I was in high school, we had senior night, and I was a cheerleader. I want to hear this whole thing. So just just traveling, thing I think he was recruiting, and so it was obviously God. really disappointing that he couldn't be there to walk me out onto the field for the announcement of the senior cheerleaders. My brother actually filled in for my dad. So little moments like that, it really means a lot. Well, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's why you have an eating disorder right now, correct? Because your your father was married to his job. It's also why this fucking culture. It's man. also why I have an unnatural relationship with my brother. He, my brother is my daddy. Yeah. The Sabans accepted yeah. LSU's offer for Nick to become the Tigers head was coach. Was he coaching from like, like, like 99 to 04? This is the first in my memory. I know they happened in my lifetime, but the, this is the first co-national champion I remember. Yeah. Because they were co with Michigan. Because you know, I watched the Rose Bowl, Michigan against Washington State. Yes. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh, they won the national title. And then you had to wait 15 minutes for the score of the LSU, whatever the fuck game. Yeah. Yeah. No, co national championships uh, in 1990, it was Georgia Tech and Nebraska. Nebraska no. was always co national champions with people. No, no, no. 90 was someone. No, it, it was, uh, might have been Colorado and Georgia Tech. In fact, I think Georgia Tech beat Nebraska in a bowl game. They crushed them that year. Is, is that that com who's that comic in Chicago? Uh, the uh, Latino the guy, Matthias Muschel. No, no, the, the, the Latino guy who goes goes to the Laugh Factory. Sanchez. Yes, <laughs> he's Puerto Rican. He's, he's of Latin, right? I think. Well, yeah, it's still it's still the 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 whole the, it's the phylum of okay. Brown. Things going on in their lives. You can all you can do is just pray for him and just blow it off. So blow what's, it off. What's happening? Well, and I love the sport, but oh. I take it with a grain of salt. If you lose one game, it's not the end of the world. 
just enjoy. Is he a coach somewhere? Or probably. He, it's probably one of Saban's lackeys. Uh, I don't know. I think it's his kid. There's a, I think oh, it's maybe. His kid. What he's probably doing is ri he's just ripping a bong at. <laughs> I'm playing my fourth hour of fucking whatever. Laramie Tunsil is my best friend. <laughs> By the way, T Tunsil was he's a like one of the highest paid. Pro. Yeah, he's like one of the highest paid linebackers he's or linemen. linemen. Yeah, he's all pro. All pro is what you care about. A pro bowl is bullshit. All pro. When you're truly an all pro, Alan Page was an all pro nine times in his career. Like, it's like you are the best defensive tackle, you know? Anyway, uh, Peyton, Peyton was all pro, I think, at least five times. I've been going on a Peyton rabbit hole a little bit again. So some bear, some Chicago sports stuff. I, I, I watched. Oh, J-Mac uh, was taken over for Colin this week on the herd. Jason oh, McIntyre. Yeah, okay. He did, a, he did his top 10 most improved teams, and the Bears are number one. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, you know, I, mean, I think that, you know. Whatever. You know, they got to make it a year round thing. I, I go down the, the Purple Daily. Every day I watch a podcast of theirs, if not two. Every day I watch a podcast of theirs. And, and they do a pretty good job. Are of you catching stuff up? Or no, do they just put no, out some every day? They, they, they push they're a putting lot out of clips. content. It's like 15 minute, 16 minute clips. Oh, and like half an hour. And a real true long show is an hour. They'll do an hour two or three times a week. It's nothing. They, they, but they also get a lot of, uh, of, um, of, of big you know names like like, like uh, the people uh, will zoom in yeah yeah and, and they've actually asked me to be on the show a few times don't be honest well, exactly I'm like listen you got to let me know how do I sign up but then they I don't get a return email they've asked me twice and I was like they have purple vent line which is after the games they have the vent line and I uh you know I want to call into that so they they, they talk about the topics and. I don't know if you know this, Keith. I would have a lot to say about the Minnesota Vikings. Sometimes I forget that Saban was the Dolphins coach. Absolutely. I know when he was the Dolphins coach. <clears throat> well, he wasn't terrible. I feel like they, he, they, he just kind of wanted it to be too much like college. Oh, yeah. As far as like, I want to recruit and do all that. Like, he wanted to build Parcells it up, and they're not like, you're not Parcells. The fact is, uh, some guys, you're not Parcells. Some guys are actually, uh, they're fit better for, for college. Because you can truly be the dominant force. Like in Alabama, like seriously, Saban is he's as big as the governor. Like that's how important he is there. Oh, he's certainly you know? paid higher than the governor. Oh, oh, without a I think he probably makes seven to eight million bucks a year, if oh, it's not 10, more. It's ten. Yeah. He's in the well, as now a state employee. <laughs> well, and because I know there was something going on where when Lincoln Riley went to to USC, yeah, it was kind of a wink wink, like we're gonna equal your pay. Yeah. First yeah. lethal weapon. Ooh, wow. This was like, this was cutting edge. But Ooh, I'm always this. I always pop up on this scene when he does the car battery. Look at young Busey looking like his son. <laughs> Busey, what a bizarre career. He kind of has a higher pitch voice. Everyone had a little whinier voice when they were younger. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. so raspy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He has a, he, He's only like 15 years into a cigarette addiction at this point. You know what I mean? Not 45. He wasn't speaking the Buseyisms just yet. <laughs> well, I remember this like. run i mean he, he definitely parlayed this into point break dude you know? and movies i i just love the way hollywood went back <laughs> then because it's so interesting that it was this and then he was fucking chet stedman and rookie of the year two years <laughs> later <laughs> who, who abuse he was yeah, or, he, yeah, played yeah a, he played yeah. a cubs pitcher in a disney movie <sighs> what a bizarre character arc well whatever he's got to get some work you well, know i think i think he's also uh well, got some problems and children's entertainment i feel like isn't the profitable venture it was back then to where like yeah you get a string of those fucking buddy disney movies now fucking chevy chase did it with man of the house with jonathan taylor thomas like wow. there was just a, a run of 
do a kid's movie and then you can do whatever you want for the it, next 10 years. And you'll make a shit ton of money with yeah. you too, probably. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I wouldn't whole, even, Gibson probably did some sort of friendly, like, talking dog movie in the 90s. I remember thinking this was like cutting edge intensity <laughs> acting. With Danny Gibson, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. This is this is heavy into it. Like like the, the, they're on the ropes right now. You know, nineties I mean, movie, eighties and nineties were they loved torture. Oh yeah, they loved the like. <laughs> let me torture the question out of you. Well, I mean, it sort of still happens, right? The Dark Knight had not that, since, didn't it? Not since Abu Ghraib, baby. That fucking the, the Iraq War spoiled torture for film. Oh, uh, uh, what about the scene when when the Joker and Batman meet up? In, yeah, in but the, that's comic book one. There's one in a James Bond movie where they fucking put him on a chair and there's no bottom to it, and they fucking whack his balls with a fucking like weight rope with a weighted rope. He's like, oh, but what about? No, he's just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. What, what about uh, Taken? Taken is a big torture scene. That, 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 that's well, the that's, when that's a against. One bad that's like they they kind of flipped it to where it's not the good guy being tortured it's the good guy is torturing the bad guy yeah yeah because this is the good guy being tortured you know what i mean like look at this this is where he gets badass break him with his legs yes he just fucking breaks his neck man because he's just a fucking total i mean gibson and i like, love the flex to <laughs> Yeah, Looks I'm like he pinched off a hard duke right there. I'm a high, I'm 148 pounds. Arr! I he's, fit into the screen. He <laughs> still had a bit of the Australian accent. Oh, absolutely. Oh, dude, he was a fucking sex symbol. Mel Gibson was a sex symbol. That permed boy. ass hair. Like, like late 80s. I, I know girls of my era, okay, when they were super young and the early masturbatory fantasies was Matt Dillon. It turned into Mel Gibson by late, late high school. Gibbs. Absolutely. You know, Gibson was an absolute. That's why his meltdown is amazing. Holy shit! That's that's when you know you're in Hallmark Murders and Mysteries because they've been they've included biker gangs. It's a little edgy, <laughs> little edgy. We got leather daddies here. So what is this dialogue? This is. A All right, and thanks for the information, Anytime. Okay. See you. <laughs> Guarantee you, it's like some some small some Mamie girl meets a fucking biker gang and. I can take care of myself. Yes, I know. I'm fine. Oh, you know, I, I'm going to burn logos into their leather jackets for them. Don't God, worry about don't, it. You know, just, she has a, a thriving her. logo burning business. I burn logos into leather. Okay, is, is that her, so that's her trade. No, it I, was butterflies and but she, no. This shit is called crossword mysteries. Okay, it's cops. They're well, they're it's a, if it's crossword yeah. mysteries, it's a series. Season one, episode four. Yeah, this is a television yeah. show. Yeah. So again, yeah, there she's when a woman. Tess prepares for a crossword challenge against the supercomputer. The engineer behind it gets murdered, spurring her and Logan to seek answers before they become the next victims. <laughs> Oh my god! Because right, you know something, nothing, nothing Look says silicon bikes behind them. Those are the old man ones with fucking backpacks <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Gold wing. Uh, th th this is not like. <laughs> I, I often think to myself, with like like an AI mystery, I think biker gang. I think you want to go to the biker bar to figure out how the technology person murdered someone, right? I mean, that seems to be a logical fit, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. hey, they're you know they're uh, you know, it's it's cutting edge material. Look at this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Scumbag. Doesn't run. You know, doesn't Innocent run. people. It's right. You ever bite your lower lip when you get arrested? You know something? When you run, you, it's an admission of guilt. <laughs> that gives me the opportunity to shoot you in the back. You see, I have lethal state power. As a police officer, I'm able to murder you, and it's extremely difficult to call me a murderer. I'm able to get away with that because, you know, when you run, you know, it allows me to shoot you in the back, right? Do you think it's, that's got to be a justification in some cops' minds, right?
probably. You know, I mean, listen. I mean, at this point, they they're running out of stuff. Think of your stepfather. Talk about your stepfather right now, right? He was he was a man of the law, right? Yeah, but on like a low end of it, he was he beat people with fists. I don't think he ever killed anybody. Man, his a lot of his horror stories were like retrieving severed heads from fucking car accidents and shit like that. He was like a small town guy like that. That would still suck. Now he may have he may have misplaced a little evidence to make it not look like someone did something like. Someone could have died horrifically and it would have looked bad for the family. Like he may have manipulated an investigation or two. He certainly wasn't not a corrupt cop, but it wasn't like he wasn't splattering the brains of colored people all over fucking sidewalks like sidewalks and shit. Yeah, because I've been going down. He probably wanted to. (laughs) I've been going down the rabbit hole of uh, of like this uh, cold case with Bill Curtis. Oh, that's what I was gonna you ever watch Cold Case with Bill Curtis? No, but here's what we're gonna put on because there's really not much on TV. We got that. We got a couple of movies. Sure. So okay. we're gonna go to the Roku TV. Probably pop on reels. Yeah, yeah. I was get gonna into say. it a little bit since we're talking about crime, and I got some crime stuff talk to bring up here. The, the, there is a Cold Case has been. A, it, it's pretty telegraphed. Like you know who the murderer is gonna be, but it's all about solving cold cases. Do you know all, all it is, Keith? It's oh, in the eighties we didn't have DNA technology, and now we have it, so we can just basically Dude, find. I people. love a British crime show. <laughs> Silent witness. Why should I do that? Because they never take place in big cities. It's always like Canterbury's most <laughs> thoughtful poli- constable. Yeah, 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 whatever. They're at Stratford on Avon. Doc Brown, Doc Martin, Doc Joe, they're always... By the way, one thing I never understand, British addresses make absolutely no fucking sense to me whatsoever. I feel like it's like they're part of a township and part of a lordship, and there's like three or four names to it, and you're supposed to just know this? Like what? It's a subdivision of a subdivision of a subdivision? You know what I mean? Where's the number? I guess 10 Downing Street is, oh, okay, that's the White House uh, of the British, you know, Prime Minister. You know, it's like, I, I can never get the addresses, Ooh. so. Little, you, little you just, reels here. Yeah, breaking the band. There Over the course of the 60s. Oh, yeah. So this is about the Supremes. Oh, yeah, yeah, See, yeah. that's yeah. when you know this channel shouldn't exist anymore, like, they're past death. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've done all the autopsies. <laughs> all, all day, this has been, like, music shit. Like, they had the life of Michael Jackson on earlier. Mm. Man, what, 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 what a crazy existence! Ooh, some stack unsolved mysteries. I, I, isn't there a a uh, a biopic of his? Isn't there a biopic of, of Robert his? Stack? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, I fucking Michael I would love a biopic of Robert Stack. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is my movie. I grew up in a small town in Decatur. <laughs> he just narrates the whole thing. Absolutely, that was the moment. When I met Missy Hyatt, I knew I was in love. If you've seen Missy Hyatt, call this number. It, to me, it was always like kind of cops light, you know. It had sort of, it was tapping into the same thing, you know. He listen, he made a career off of that. Yeah, it looks like Jonathan Davis from Corn. You, you got to be on. I mean, Unsolved Mysteries was a fucking show, dude. Hell yeah! I, I know guys who got credit on, on Unsolved Mysteries. I told you before, Brian Baker, who was the national like a, sp- playing a ghost or something like that. Well, no, no, playing an Agent Scully figure, like you know, oh, uh, you know, two guys investigating a crime scene, you know, and it's yeah. like, and, and this guy used it in his reel, and he got cast. He was on the, the network. Yeah, he, he, he was he was the uh, spokesperson <laughs> for all the voiceover work, all the TV work, and all the print ads for Sprint for seven years. He made. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> 
I think he made like four to five million bucks doing that. And he just moved away from Hollywood. Who was that, Elvis? His last day. Yeah. So Ooh. this is about Elvis. It's different in several ways. Got Elvis, I'm telling you, early he 90s. Do you have any memories? When, when's your first memory of, of, of realizing the person named Elvis? I'm just curious. Like we actually knew Elvis was a human being. Oh, I mean early because my stepdad was an Elvis stan. He fucking loved Elvis. So yeah. probably four, five. Oh yeah, so you yeah. knew early. Oh I mean, yeah. I knew where I was when Liked, Elvis didn't like him immediately. Yeah, uh, Elvis's <clears throat> death. I remember I, I, I was in my uh, my mom's basement. They had just uh, moved into that house. We had just separated as a family. And, and then he died August 16th, I love that this is like, this is back when it was unknown the last few days of Elvis. So Unsolved Mysteries tackled it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now there's like major motion pictures about it. <laughs> His last load was a big fat what, no, I, I, solid you, one. Do you know what it was? You know what it was? He was all pilled out and he was constipated. Yeah. And he couldn't shit. So he, and I think he tried to push too hard and fucking had a heart attack. He was like, I got to get this turd out of me. You know, it's, he knew uh, is, is, is he, is he, can you imagine his last words are probably just like, God damn it. Not here. I know <laughs> of all the embarrassments. I mean, he got caught. I'm never going to live this down. He's trying to take a shit. I, I guess when they did his autopsy, he was totally impacted. I guess he had like a foot of, of like dried stools. Oh yeah. Cause he well, was that John much Wayne had like a hundred pounds of impacted feces inside oh. of him. That's why people get the colonics or the, where you get the warm water pumped into your Absolute. intestines. I've done that twice. I hear it feels amazing. Uh, I like have having to, a blanket wrapped around your organs. I, I, I tell you, it, it feels good of it. It just, you will totally be cleaned out. Like it clean, that colon, you got to worry about that stuff. And when you get older, I mean. Dude, you, you, colon you, cancer is border. It's like not good. Oh yeah. You yeah, don't get yeah. stage one colon cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got, that's why you got to get colon. I've had two colonoscopies and they both come back good. Yeah, so, sure. but I can tell you that that's a part of my body. I think about. They came back tight. <laughs> I, I told you the story. Oh no! When I did my last colonoscopy, I never had, I had you know fentanyl. Well, I, I don't use fentanyl. I've never. Well, they put a fentanyl like diluted drip into your hand, and then you have a conversation with them, and then when you pass out, they're able to go. They, it's like a twenty-minute exam you have to be out for, and, and they go in there like two to three feet in with this big long like orthoscopic thing that they look at. You know, they want to see that your colon's clean still. You know, and. Uh, and, and they were talking to me. I was having a conversation. And then I, I thought the conversation was continuing, Keith. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you've been out for 20 minutes. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, what yeah. are you? Well, I was like, well, no, 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 no. We were Anesthesia talking. rules. And I was like, oh, my God. That's why man. Michael Jackson wanted it. I mean, it knocked my ass out. I can't tell you what he was thinking. I can't tell you what he was thinking. Doctors can I'll tell you he was it. thinking about pissy do you know what he was thinking he i think he was such a rude butter and, and bananas and tinfoil <laughs> brother that's all i'm thinking oh this dude was in a in, in roadhouse I know what he would do he, he was red in roadhouse that looks like jake the snake do, roberts do you remember now. him you remember red in roadhouse roadhouse was on last week with pratik it was awesome. on sunday awesome because hey he's the guy who owned the, the hardware store so i guess he was friends with elvis may one day be so Look at this I setting. have to do this quick because we're not allowed to be in this building. <laughs> We've broken into the Library of Congress. It's, it's 2.30 in the morning. This is a guerrilla shoot. I mean, he was in Beavis and Butt. Listen, Stack had a good had a career, you know? When did he die? Uh, I want to say he died like in 01, maybe. Wow. You know, he's been dead for a while. Been dead for a while. See, I remember him from Airplane. He was in Airplane. You know, he wasn't a major character. He wasn't like Lloyd Bridges, but he was a character. This in that. one is called Skunk Ape. Infested swampland, <laughs> an exotic oh. setting for some unusual creatures. Yeah. This is, this is fucking Florida. And some unusual people too. Yeah. <laughs> for eight months, David Sheely has sat all alone in the middle of a swamp, 
looking for a legendary creature said to roam the Everglades. Come on. Florida's answer to Bigfoot. Come on. This is David's quest began in 1973. He was just 10 when he and his older brother Jack trekked through the swamps near Ochopee, 75 miles west of Miami. I love this fucking dramatic It was a muggy day he would never forget. Just going through the mud. This is going to be great. My brother noticed something in the distance. What is that? What is that? He said to me, he said, what's that? What, what is that over there? He's in a Stevie Ray Vaughan cover band now. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. All right, all right. And I couldn't see it because the grass was too high, so he had to pick me up where I could get a better look. And when I looked out across the prairie, I could see a huge figure, probably eight feet tall, maybe 300 pounds. Bigfoot was huge in the 90s. Uh, in the, the 70s? And, Lo and Lockie or in, Nessie? In, 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 the, in the 70s? In Search of? You ever heard of the show In Search of? Yeah. Leonard Nimoy? In Search of Sasquatch and shit like that. Every yeah. third one was the Yeti. <laughs> it, was, it was Bigfoot. Or was it, or was was the, it or always the creatures in the butt, or uh, whatchamacallit, a Loch Ness monster? Would it be disappointing, though, when you turn on In Search Of and it's like <laughs> the horn-billed toad? Like it would just be something conventional and you're like, oh, come on, see, come I, on, Leo. I have I have positive selective memory because they also had like killer bees in the 70s, like swarms of killer bees. They were made for TV movies about killer bees taking over communities, you know? <laughs> that, that whole thing, you gotta understand, in the, in the 70s, like, nature taking over man was the theme that was kind of like put out there you know and that, that, i think that's probably why jaws was so popular it was the idea of like oh, yeah. nature being in battle there's with always it, every know? decade has some sort of natural disaster or like some sort of calamity that becomes popular because yeah. like it, it, like we're going to talk about in tv history yeah in 1996, the movie Twister just came out. Oh, yeah. So all the news stories are like, even like we have news from fucking Detroit and they're like, they talk about a tornado in Kentucky. Like, yeah. Tornadoes became so popular. Well, you have to understand. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that thought, was man. it. I was yeah. going to burp. You're absolutely right. Because uh, that's exactly <laughs> what it was in the 90s. Because again, there was no Cold War anymore. They, they didn't have an enemy to go after. There was just cold fronts. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> well, <laughs> There we go. But yeah, it, it's just Norman Norman Fellow, I was going to say. Norman Lear. It's something real. So, come on. God. See the odd creature that week. None of this Two days Jason later. Earl folks. I like Jason Earl folks. He actually believes in Bigfoot. He believes in these creatures. I believe that there was. I, I believe that. that I don't believe in a Bigfoot. I do believe that there's like primates that probably are evolved enough that they that they are aware enough that they know like humans kill everything so they just stay away like i do believe that there are shit like this out there but i don't think it traipses across i-45 <laughs> i know it is it, like eats dirt and its own feces and shit and i'm sure <laughs> i saw a documentary uh, t about how people disappear in national parks all yeah, the time and yeah. people have seen like but like bush people and people that grow up in the wilderness and are like completely unsophisticated that yeah. I believe in. Yeah. And like, I believe that every now and again, they'll fucking snatch a fucking kid on a trail to like repopulate their bush babiness. <laughs> Cause there are, I love that there are these eerie stories. It's like on the documentary about dudes that like go to piss and then they turn around and their kid is gone. Like no footsteps. Ooh. No. And then like two years later, the, they'll find all of their clothes folded and laid out neatly in the woods. Like totally like someone took them off. Wow. And then like there's other corroborating stories about like it, people like I saw something. It wasn't an animal. This was a person. Yeah. 
filthy like it just like kind of, and then like they had a baby on their back <laughs> like there's fucking wild wilderness people out there I, i've got to think things are gps things are mapped out so fucking well in this country no I, in the northwest and the northeast those forests are thick like planes yeah. can't even see through them there's shit in those woods i will say yeah, the pacific northwest if it's going to be somewhere yeah, if it's going to be somewhere it's going to be there and you're right and frankly parts of appalachia that's some thick bush in there you know what i mean yeah. like, you do like getting over the rockies was hard getting over the appalachians in 1780 that was work too you know what i mean getting i mean Needed it was a hard good sacagawea to do that <laughs> i took 27 well, you guys when, when lewis and clark did their Dude, that was literally can you imagine how much they sexually assaulted Sacagawea, <laughs> by the way? I don't know if that happened. Just rampant. I mean, that was only 220 years ago. And that was like they were going to Mars. When they were going to like west of the Mississippi, it was like people thought woolly mammoths were still alive. Like they didn't know what they were getting involved Dude, I was with, listening to a podcast you know? about pirates and yeah. I was laughing because they, <laughs> they were saying that Christopher Columbus basically died a babbling old man because he swore to God. Even, in, even after it was established yeah. that he discovered the new world, he died telling people that he discovered a trade route to India. So really? Like he it, died a syphilitic babbling old man about how he no, it was India, damn it. <laughs> and that just made me laugh that like <laughs> he died this babbling old man about like, no, it's not true, god damn it. And it's still it's still invested in his like story. Yeah. Like, this is how it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you found a different continent, a different country. People didn't know it existed. Yeah, yeah that's that's crazy. You think about that, how I mean, what the world has come gone from that, that point until now. That, that I mean, that's basically a solid five hundred and twenty-five years where it's gone from that to like we have sat satellites by the tens of thousands. You know? And oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, we're far more informed in certain ways, although ignorance is still woo. It is a problem. You know, uh, ignorance is a huge thing. You know. It's not bliss anymore. Yeah. yeah. Plaster caster. Faster, faster. That's a kiss song, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Put your hand in my pocket and grab a hold of my rocket. That's, that's one of those songs. T.L. Riggs came up with an idea for Deuce. T.L. Riggs. You know, I wish, dude. Uh, that's one thing, man. That, my best friend from college was a kid. There, there's a Keith when I was a kid growing up. If you were a Kiss kid, like as a seven, eight, nine. No, you were kind of like dark and weird. Oh, hell yeah. Like it was like parents were like, you don't yeah, hang around that kid. Yeah. He's and, a devil worshiper. It's like, and people night, were all about that. Geraldo Rivera got people real <laughs> concerned about the devil at some point. And again, it stands for knights in Satan's service or kids in Satan's service. Well, there was a, no, it doesn't. People would say that Slayer stands for Satan laughs as you eternally rot. Oh, God. Slayer rain and blood. You ever listen? Slayer rules. Yeah, dude. I was Slayer's listening to good, South of actually. Heaven the other day. That's like real complicated, like genius rock. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie yeah. King dissolved the band because the lead singer is a trumper. Oh, really? That's how hard. That's how punk rock he is. Wow. He's like Slayer doesn't exist anymore. Wow. He doesn't even have the Carrie King project or anything. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what happens. The hair is analyzed. Well, and well, the way we, smelled, sitting, we smelled the fecal matter. Is he like on a tractor? Tra is he on a tractor right no, that's now? Just like a dramatic low shot. <laughs> they probably got all horned up about how the trees were blowing in the back, and they wanted to like let's get the trees blowing in the back. Look at this makeup and hair. Look at the lighting in this. Is this the set of Pirates of the Caribbean? You know what I mean? Look at this background. I love it. I love it. We should all I'm currently gonna double as one of the ghosts. We're gonna talk about. I'm guessing for those lapels, what year? 
With those lapels. That's probably 93. Yeah, the fat tie era, 93. My, my first instinct was actually 96. And then I went to 91. So I got to go in between 93 and 94. Okay, let's see. Yeah, let's see what that is. Oh, I, no, I, I didn't mean to change the channel. It's okay, Here we bud. Go. Here we go. Um, I don't have it in there. Gonna, it's season 10, episode 5. <sighs> no, it's, it's later. Yeah, it's later. I mean, yeah, this is more of a later 90s one. You know, although it had the same... God, yeah, the, the, the aesthetic of this had changed. This is much more like dramatic reenactment. This is very realsy. I love this. I love this shit. <laughs> on his new estate, it's it's such a guilty a pleasure. God, what a, what a bizarre... I was you know, coaching down the kennel and... I what a trivial thing a to be into. And From May 22nd, 1998. Properly. It was 98. 98. God, I, I said 96 initially. They needed to update. And I went backwards. I was wrong. It was an old tie. And when I did, I was 20. Was I was almost skull. 30 years old dude, when this was on. A skull. Uh oh. Is this the actual skull of Jessica McClure? God. Is Jessica McClure a clone? People kill Just each other. That this was <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. That humans kill each other? <laughs> that is bizarre. I mean, and there's entire industries like around it. Like, national defense is an important thing. Why? Because we really don't want to be killed by people we don't know. You know, it's wow. It's gotten bizarre, man. Look a missing person's case has suddenly. Oh, those. So you, those are. I thought those were real police officers when I was no. a kid. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they look like they're doing like a like a telethon on PBS. <laughs> they're fucking taking information. We're raising money for muscular dystrophy right now. <laughs> muscular dystrophy terrified me. My stepdad yeah. was a was an MDA supporter, not mm -hmm. the cool drug. So we would go to MDA camps sometime. Yeah, just full of people who had muscular dystrophy. And I was legitimately terrified of him. Like fucking, who's who's the dude who created the monsters and aliens? Oh 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 oh, oh yeah. Oh, I can't think. I can't like, think of it. Dude, Geiger, HR Geiger. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, dude. My and then my stepdad. This is the kind of dick he was. Instead of explaining to me like what the fuck was going on, he just was like yelling at me for being disrespectful. Like I'm three and these people are all fucking yeah yeah they look like yeah. seven year olds but they're forty and like these like you haven't explained to me what you just dropped me into yeah <laughs> when did you get exposed to this again when oh I was like five or six and where where did you go it was an MDA camp ooh uh, oh it was muscular dystrophy he was it was a part of the Jerry Lewis people you know the camp the oh, foundation the MDA wow. foundation and, and he didn't give you like a little 10 or 15 minute talk beforehand I mean we knew where we were going because his wow. one of his buddies Robbie we went to see Robbie he had MDA and he didn't look as fucked but some of these people like it was oh it was a, oh, and yeah, like yeah, they yeah, would yeah, be exactly. like stop staring stop staring stop staring they were yell like it they're everywhere yeah yeah. Like, what yeah. do you mean stop staring? This is such a new experience yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. And then I was asking people, like, what's wrong with you? And they were stop like, it was such a, like, you guys got to understand here. Yeah. Can't you also, going on. can't you also, like, kids have to ask those innocent questions. They're fucking five years old, six years old, seven, you know what I mean? Seven years, you're young. The world's got to be kind of explained and to I may you. Have it doesn't crass. come from a, from a, from a mean Shot place, I bet you. I bet it doesn't come from a mean Camilla place. Camilla was dressed as a woman. It's, it's interesting. You know, I, I noticed that. Sometimes I notice. I don't know, like, I don't know. Uh, the point about it, the things and I noticed. as a man. Ooh, uh -oh. trans. It was shocking in a way and very surprising. But wow. because of your respect for people's privacy. Because there's two genders. 
Camilla wished to explain why she was doing this, we didn't ask any questions about it. We just accepted it the way. Well, that's not the Christian thing of her to what do. What do you mean? Can you imagine Ben Shapiro here and this woke bitch go off. <laughs> By the way, I, 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 one rabbit I've gone down. I don't want to go. Is Ben get, Shapiro? I'll, I'll get off of this, but a lot of Marjorie, Brian Taylor Cohen. His name Cohen, is Greg Sinner. But Brian Taylor Cohen is a guy who he's, 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 he's a globalist and, and he is uh, extremely quick with it. I think he's actually quite good. I like a lot of what he has to say. Marjorie Taylor Greene is just an absolute lunatic. I mean, her, the quotes from her and stuff. And I mean, I know it's easy to just like, well, why do you take the bait? But it is just incredible what a bad human being she truly is. And the image she is portraying, like in the media, it's just like, wow. Like you're real. It is. It's, it is so like, just say the most outrageous things possible. You know, it's just, oh, it's gross, man. It's so bad. Hit some, it's so lowbrow. Hit, you know? Speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, we can hit some political trends, some real times right now. People are, they, they, people are upset about Joe Biden's touting of bipartisanship. His, did, did you ever, well, he's running for re-election, man. He's got to do that. You know, it's like, listen, you know, we, we, we have to have a, uh, you know, at least the illusion of being bipartisan or something. This, this you know? is what I love news about in America. Here's the trends on Google. Number one, Diablo four. That's a video game. Oh yeah. Yep. Number two is the debt ceiling. That's where our priorities are at. <laughs> There's more people talking about the, uh, where a, a, spur, a certain sword is in Diablo four over Christ. the fact that we almost defaulted on our credit in China. Yeah. Owned. Like that's what I don't think people understand. Like if we default on our shit, China wins, bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's certainly, it is, it'd be unprecedented. What's so frustrating to me. And I don't want to go on the rabbit hole too well, far. And like what Larry said, well, this is what yeah. the show is. We talk about yeah. the world and ourselves through what was on television. Yeah. Larry was saying that like Biden was talking about how like, you know, this can't happen. And this would have been a unprecedented thing. And she was like, no, this has happened before. Yeah. And like government people didn't get paid. Yeah. Like it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I remember when that happened. Well, I remember in 95. That was when the government actually shut down. Right? Yeah. The government has shut down before. Yeah. It's not yeah, the, the whole, in 95, th that was the contract with America. That was Newt Gingrich getting outflanked by Clinton. That's actually when Clinton started to become, oh, he's going to win re-election. Because it basically, it made the Republicans look like shit. But they don't give a fuck. They keep going back to that and going back to that and going back to that. Uh, but yeah, but this was actually a pretty, uh, th th this was actually a, a bigger deal. I didn't pay that much attention to it. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was bigger even than like, than, than like, whatever. And defaulting on the debt's not a good thing. It's also, if the fucking rich would just pay their, f the reason why they hate Bill Clinton and they hate the Clintons so much, why they absolutely hate their guts so much is the fact that they balanced the budget for four years because they proved that government can actually kind of work sometimes, which flies, flies directly so in their different. face. They want it. They mean in the wealthiest of interests want the government to always be kind of struggling because they don't want anyone to look over their shoulder. They don't want them to get in the way. They're mitigating a risk because they, they're exploiting everything. Remember, you know? early, remember a few months Including ago the government. when I told you the whole Republicans thing is they talk about how the Democrats are ineffective and like <laughs> they, you know, government doesn't work. See, this is why you need to elect, yeah. elect us. And then yeah. when they get in government, they just make it so the government doesn't work so yeah. they can keep using that thing. I feel like that's what they wanted to do with the debt ceiling. Like oh, oh, absolutely. they wanted it to default. So they could have went, see what the Democrats did. They put our country in default yeah, well, and could have used that as an election tool. Yeah. Well, well I think, and, and being concerned about them being labeled on it, I, I really think Trump probably wanted it to happen. I don't know for sure. This is my theory. We got it's a little Chernobyl again, news here. Th th they want to, his hope of getting reelected is a true crisis. 
You know, because any sort of extremist movement, it has to be a true fucking crisis, you know? So I, I think they wanted it to default uh, just so that they, they could actually fuck the economy up so bad. Uh, and I might add the global economy, you know? Uh, it, it, it would, uh, I think they would- know where George Soros here. Who is, is, is who's that? It's the president of the Ukraine. Uh, yeah. I'm doing an hour-long stand-up no, special. That's the president of Ukraine. I, know. <laughs> I, so. I do hour-long stand-up special <laughs> on the rubble of Ukraine. <laughs> It's called Live from Pile. No, he's got to be a military guy. Against Ukrainian people from Russia. Russia has accused Ukraine. Oh, that might be one of the Klitschko boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking yep. going out there punching Russian bullets out yeah. of the air. People. Thursday. Thought I recognized. Meanwhile, as fighting well, continues, th there is Eastern a counter this guy's news voice. Prigozhin, the head of Russia's Wagner Group. The head of Russia's Wagner Group. Finally leave the ruins of the city of Bakhmut on June. Bakhmut. The well, point was Bakhmut. They, uh, they, they've tried, uh, they've tried, I think, taking that city over for a year. I, I've been, I've been reading a little bit more about this. I uh, think that's kind of pathetic that the entire Russia is a massive country. Yeah. And they're losing to Ukraine. Well, they invaded them, you know. Well, no and, shit. And I'm not talking about the, the justification. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. they should have. That's why people were so worried because Russia should have fucking swept them off the map. Yeah. Then the Klitschko's came in there and started fucking bobbing and weaving. Well, I mean, th th they've hated each other for fucking ever. They come at ever. the war was exciting and then the Klitschko boys and boxing is bordering. So we quit. God, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that he's syphilitic and is just like having literal delusions. <laughs> Taking into account the efforts that he's still under, he's still trying to push the idea that they're stopping Ukrainian Nazi forces. That like Ukraine yeah. was this. Now, now I'm going to ask you this because you may know. Wasn't Ukraine known as like one of the most corrupt countries on planet Earth before the Russians invaded? Them? I mean, I, I I don't that I don't I, I I don't know for sure. I really don't know. I mean, I, I think. Uh, there's a lot of corrupt countries on Earth. I think there's a lot of African nations that are very corrupt. No, I, I'm sure there was corruption. Ooh, look Russia that. certainly was corrupt. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's basically a See, bunch of See, this is the oligarchs. kind of shit I'm looking for. I love yeah. live war footage. Yeah, that's... That's a missile. <laughs> some some building got hit in New York has become that. what is believed to be the world's only permanent exhibit regarding China's crackdown on the Tiananmen Square protests yep. in 1989. Ooh, was, I always feel like that happened in like the Vietnam era, but oh, that was so you remember was Tiananmen Square? Was that a protest? I remember that was. That's it. when they rolled people over with tanks. Yeah, and shit, right. What was interesting about it is that was uh, that was it was the student protests basically to have a more open society. It was communism was changing, you know, and so it was truly dying. So, I mean, there were people who had built like they communism built is alive and well. I don't know if you've watched Fox news. <laughs> people were showing up at Tiananmen square with like statue of liberties and stuff. I mean, they'd made like paper mache statue of liberties. It went on for a very long time and it was losing steam. The government was foolish, but they did it. They went in and they fucking killed people, man. They brought the tanks out and they took care of business and they crushed that. You know, it's like, wow. And that was a very, that was a, I mean, it was a very much of that time. It was a very big deal right here, right here. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Never released a full death toll of those killed in 1989. Yep. But activists say it could be in the thousands. Like yeah, it was, li wasn't it live on television? Oh yeah. It was very much. And, and it was, and it was like a, it went across the entire country. Like the entire country was involved in it. Like it was a true like uprising, you know, uh, but the government did not. And, and again, what they did that was foolish is it was starting to lose steam. They should have just let it dissipate and kind of dissolve away. Yeah. Uh, they went in and killed people, you know, and it's like, that's just a bad decision. Yeah.
there was a period. Wasn't there a Vietnam thing where they like ran ran people over with tanks because of it? Not a Vietnam protest, but wasn't there a situation in Vietnam where like they just started massacring whole villages? Well, oh, I, I think that that happened. There was Probably pro- real, no, but like it was like know, a specific government like was squashing a protest. Or maybe I'm just confusing Tiananmen Square with something else. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know the specific example. There's monuments, different moments in Vietnam's history. There's a, that class, you think of the Rage Against the Machine album cover when the guy, yeah, the, yeah. the monk set himself on fire. That was like in 1965. Was That's when shit was getting really fucked up there. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that, that was like a it, It's crazy. There's times in the world's history where like, like true evil sort of happens. You know what I mean? There's and, a it, scene in the fucking The Wonder Years yeah. where like, the scene starts with a, the camera on the television and yeah. it's just Vietnamese people setting themselves on fire <laughs> and then they pan back and the mom goes, don't watch that before dinner. Yeah, it's right. just like this homey thing. It was just, it's the most hilarious fucking. That is pretty funny. Well, it's also cause like th- that was the first. That was the that- era of the TV in the kitchen, by the way, the yeah. Wonder Years era. Yes. But also that was the first time on a true mass media scale where you actually saw, oh, this is the violence of war. It wasn't so, you know, whatever. It, it was just more like scene, you know? There's definitely been the media element to war and all the wars. Here, we'll bounce around a little bit, but uh, while we're uh, speaking about this, I'm going to show you the Hamburger Hill newscast. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great idea. We can dovetail into it. It makes perfect sense. Well, when I was in, in college, it was the first Gulf War. First Gulf War was when I was in college, and I was not supportive of it, of course. Uh, and that was very much a media war. It was very much... The Soviet Union has collapsed. We are truly number one, and we're willing to go to the fucking mat, and we're going to show off all of our toys to you. So the real, like, missiles that had, like, you know, cameras on them that could blow up a building, that, that had never been seen before. You know, the, I mean, it was like, oh, look at the toys we have, planet. We're the dominant country. Why this you know? is interesting is you hear the news guy trying to be pro the president, but he's like, it's essentially about how, like, you know, they're going to keep attacking this hill. Anytime it gets taken and more people are just going to die. And he was like, hopefully this is the right move. It's just an interesting two minutes. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's now a comment. Tomorrow is Memorial Day and speeches will ring with the phrase. These dead shall not have died in vain. I wish I could be sure that phrase applies to the 55 young Americans whose lives ended on Hamburger Hill last week. Apparently, we attacked the hill only because the North Vietnamese were on it. And now that we have killed most of them, we have no real interest in staying there. It is fair to assume that other North Vietnamese will come back to it, and if we follow the rationale of the first attack, we will attack again, with, I suppose, the same result, another... With ketchup. Because it's a hammer hill. The military did not like being questioned during the Vietnam War. It it, it pissed them off. ...regarded the war as a sort of game... Nor have I been unaware of the long-term responsibilities of the two presidents who have known that a false peace now could lead to an even bigger war and greater casualties in the future. However, if, as his aides say, Mr. Nixon is trying to buy time to keep public opinion with him so that he can negotiate a meaningful peace, then I suggest that Hamburger Hill may have been militarily correct but politically wrong. (laughs) <laughs> Listen to that, Bob. Wrong. Wrong. Exactly. And adverse reaction to it. Senator oh, you know, Maxfield. Nixon, we got to find out. Henry, what religion is he? Find out. <laughs> oh, he had a list of Jews. I don't know if you know that. He had a list of Jewish people. 
Like a, he, he had it's a called list. the global he list. I want you to find out how many Jews are in the State Department. So you, you Can you it? do that for you me? Get it? It's a list. G. It's a Liddy. global list <laughs> of globalists. <laughs> Have you ever heard some of his his private conversations? Oh, dude, yeah, he, he flings slurs. He flings slurs. They're amazing. It's like hanging out with my uncles, and they're bizarre. You ever notice how like he's shooting the shit with his staff? You ever notice how there aren't many blacks involved in espionage? Like weird racial. We're not doing TV. I've never had that thought in my life. You we're know? not doing TV history yet. I just wanted to show that because it linked up. With yeah, what that, we're that's good. About. Absolutely, that, that, that's definitely interesting. You know, but we yeah, we have been on Tiananmen Square. But for me, the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, <laughs> and again, I've, the second Gulf, it was such a Bush thing. In a way, in a way, Trump is Ooh, right. Let's get annoyed. You know? Want that? Why would anybody? Looked like he was pushing out a turd when he fucking first came on. You see, it's slowly happening. We're state by state. They're stopping it. But you would think that would be something that would he sounds like a machine that's running out of fuel. <laughs> like he's sputtering. He's yeah. literally sputtering. I will say he looks older. You talk about Biden being old. Trump looks pretty old, too. You know, oh, this is probably a big thing happening right now. Nations. Yeah. The World Economic Forum, the United Nations. We pay the vast amount of money for all of these groups. <sighs> I love his fucking look of absorbing information. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> He's not listening. I know ADD. I know what it looks like when yeah. someone is just waiting <laughs> to talk again. Because I do that shit. Well, uh, look, you look at me. We're together on Take this one, you know. NATO, where we're one of 28. Now it's 30. We're one of 28 countries. And I got in and I said, well, wait a minute. We're paying for almost the whole thing. And because yeah, we got the money, bro. Yeah, we got uh, all the money. Can I also say one more thing, too? When you have the most money, your voice is the loudest. Like, it's the loudest in the room. That's you actually have a lot of power, too, you know? Yeah, our, bo our bombs are the loudest, too. What they talk about, America and power. No, I mean, listen, when you, when you have that status, you have, the, you have the voice. You have the biggest dick in the room. So that is a thing of American power. You talk about American power and making America great again. NATO is absolutely fundamental to the stability of, like, what the Western world. Yeah. It's fundamental. They're the ones in charge of that weather laser. You know, it's... We're protecting them on defense. I, I mean, and I hear this argument, and, and I've heard this for years. It's so About the Jew laser? Well, well, no, it's the America first argument from the 1930s. Charles Lindbergh was the voice of this in 1939 you know, against FDR. We can't get involved. This is this is not, you know, the world has been integrating since the days of Alexander the Great. You are not going to stop this from happening. You know, you have to deal with it and address it, not just go away from it. It is to disengage is whatever. I, I, I will give him credit in one sense with Trump. I think the one good thing is there's no doubt like the 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 threat of nuclear war where I think the, the the doomsday clock is at a minute and a half right now, which is the closest to a nuclear war of my entire life. And, you know, I talk about this all the time, Keith. Oh, yeah. I remember the Cold War explicitly when I was 11, 12, 13, 4. I was genuinely afraid of nuclear war. It got to two minutes to midnight, like in 1983. We're closer to oh, nuclear yeah. war now than we were when, then. So what was it when you were born? In 69, oh, I think it was like a three or four. It was pretty close, too. Like, it was, yeah, it was like, around. I feel like that's why when people even talk about it, it's moved up 10 seconds. Like, that thing's been five to five to three for fucking uh, since 1900. No, no. After the I feel like they started it late. They just <laughs> created it at five minutes till. The, the, the Cold War, when it ended, do you know what it was turned back to? 17 minutes. So it was like, yeah, there's still this threat of nuclear war, but it's it dissipated dramatically. They're pulling out of treaties now. It's like, man, this is bad. 
And I think he has some sort of strategy with Russia. I think there's some elements of maybe some truth in it. But come on. It is you're going to abs. Uh, so I think that I at some level, like, like Chomsky like thinks Trump, the only good thing he's done is to relieve tensions with Russia. Noam he Chomsky get, of yeah. Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Noam Chomsky said, yeah, he, he was on it. That's the only thing that Trump is uh, is uh, is, uh, you know, it basically should get some credit for is that. But it's like, come on. I, you know, no, uh, you have to stand up to him. They took the Crimean. I mean, it's, you know, it's but th their mindset has been was so seared by the experience of the Second World War. They still really hate the West. And, you know, when 25 percent of your country gets murdered, that happens. You know, there's a real mistrust. I always uh, get interested in what they're countering because MSNBC is not going to platform Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. like. Barbara it's interesting McClay to see what they counter it with. Barbara and Harry are, of course, also MSNBC legal analysts. Thank you both for being here. Harry, let me just first start with your reaction to these subpoenas that we're finding out about in. So Trump is having a, a, a reaction to, to to Biden. He's actually having a, a, a oh, yeah. follow to what Biden said. A little town hall here. Wow. I wouldn't read too much into wow. it. Wow. I mean, true. he's fucking. Both sides kept their word. That's what Elise was like. No, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. President, how are you going? Latinos love Trump. Dude. Some, some do, or do away with. And, and he said, "He says, Mr. President, looks like opening day in baseball there on the stage." Too much power. I want to hear. How do we restore power to the people? So these are agencies that have been manned or womened by uh, people appointed by different two genders. The years and their. Do you know what uh, his plan really is? You know he's gonna what he what he wants to do, and this is Bannon. Their first run where they fucked up is they weren't they want to rip down the deep state so much they 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 want to train about forty four hundred people just to go into the very upper levels and yeah. pull it all down. That, 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 Uncover that, all these documents and shit. No, like no, that. no. I mean, pull the agency down, cut the staff in half, get the regulate. They really want to get like they want to cut the size of the federal government in half. Is what they want to do, and it's just like okay, if you want to do that, I tell you one thing: there's a lot of people in poverty. It's going to double or triple the poverty rate. It, it'll and make it. That's much worse. when you're going to have some sort of Russian spy come in and pose as a new employee. It's just it, it is. You want to have a bunch of people in there? It, it glues up the fucking system so no one not not all the corruption slides through. It stops at middle management yeah, somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> but it, it is. Oh. oh, look at this. Look at you're a looker. From Boone, Iowa. I oh, Boone. I would have raped you. Th th that is Thanks. north of, President uh, Trump, I of want uh, Des Moines. You, you get into you. western Iowa, it gets Daily. very conservative. The oh, interstate, yeah. the eastern part of the state is the more kind of left or liberal. And, and you go west of, of the interstate, boy, it gets very conservative. First it's very conservative there. The southern there. border cleaned up. And how are you going to get all these illegals out of our country that we are footing the bill for? You know, I mean, that's their narrative and they're going to keep going to it. That's me that's one before. We won with that before. People, uh, these uh, these people that work for ICE, the toughest people and they love our country. The toughest people. I've seen ICE agents. They look like fucking uncles. <laughs> one of the Overweight people. uncles and shit with guts. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're park rangers. How about Tom Holman? He's just... And we have the people. So he, you know, he's getting his talk, just the usual talking point. I, I honestly, don't you think there's got to be some Trump fatigue with most people? Don't you think there's got to be some oh, of yeah. that? I mean, it's it's been six or eight years. It was eight years this month, dude. Go back to Pluto. When, when he came down the escalator, it's been eight fucking years of him. He's He needs to go. He cannot, he can't win. He, he cannot come back and win.
I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But what I'm concerned about is, is then that, that that's when like there's the wildcat violence. But you know, okay, if you're going to do it, then you got to get crushed then. I, I, I don't know. They have to be, uh, you know, taught a lesson, if you will. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to hate all Trump followers. That, that, that's, that's uncool of me to do that. But God, they're a difficult group of people. They're, I mean, they're reacting to the same problems we're all reacting to. It's just, God, they've been so misled and duped into believing that this guy is like a person who speaks the truth. It's just incredible because of that myth in our culture that, my God, he portrays himself as really rich, and he's rich, so he's successful. Like that part of Christianity, the Lord has blessed me with all of this money. Like we're going to co-opt God, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's unbelievable, you know? And it just, well, we should just listen to him because he's got, you know, he's, he makes a lot of money, Keith. He's not even a good bit. It's just incredible. It's insane how that allure really does still trap people of like oh. the idea of like if a rich person becomes powerful we will become rich he'll, yeah. g- he'll give us the secrets it won't we won't we have can, to buy the self-help book he'll just be the president and, yeah oh yeah exactly like that's like the motivating principle of a lot of this it's really it that needs to be kind of talked about you know that needs to be i don't know s- snuffed out in a way it, it's 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 this weird warped perception of the hero myth ah man i'm I am out of touch with this country. I, I, I always have been. Ooh, a little gossip girl here. You no, know, is that Pence? <laughs> hey, what, what else? No, that was the there? that was the fucking uh, the old Kendall vice president. Oh yeah, no, we. Uh, lives of Manhattan. Oh, this show's so great. Spending time with someone mixed up with drugs. I love Gossip Girl. So, so yeah, well, we're on the topics there. So uh, we got we got Elizabeth Holmes, multiple jail sentences. Elizabeth Holmes, the Theranos lady. I can't believe you don't remember that. Uh, no, I, I actually. I, I she talked like this. She had the deep ass voice. That that's my whole thing with this. I don't care how many billionaires she defrauded. <laughs> I'm kind of with her on that. Yeah, I yeah. like when rich people lose their money. Yeah. Um. I want to know what she really sounds like because she has that deep voice and apparently she changed it like that's she created that voice to like wow. con billionaires to make herself seem like an androgynous fucking genius. Wow. But like so what a con woman. She went to uh, Stanford and I guess everybody at Stanford was like, yeah, she didn't talk like that. So I would be int- I want to know what she really talks like. Wow. But now. So after all of this, she created this Theranos. She wanted to with a droplet of blood, be able to diagnose all these businesses. It was a total. It literally is like, yeah, I remember it's, that it's now. not yeah. possible. Yeah. Like that's why she quit school because she presented this idea to like real doctors and they were like, that's literally not yeah, scientifically yeah, you, possible. Yeah, you can't do that. Here's the reason why. So she was deluded. All her shit was based on like everything was named after a Star Wars character and shit oh, like I, yeah, that. Yeah, I remember this now. This is coming back. So yeah, she just started her jail sentence. She's serving 11 years for defrauding billionaires. Well, do you have any idea what prison she's going to be in? I don't know. Is let's go to the fucking, uh, let's go to the thing. Is it a federal pen? Contrary to people, there's not as many federal pens. Listen to how this guy talks. Dad, the last time I worked for Eleanor, oh, exactly- He has that rich guy voice. But I also remember that my daughter used to love working in fashion. God. Give it a shot. Uh, Your room's not going anywhere. Uh, James uh, Bailey is on the chat watching the show on his new TV. Who, 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 was, who was in Gossip Girl again? Who was the name? Uh, Blake Lively is the big one. Oh, yeah. Serena Vanderwoodson, one of the most insufferable characters in television history. <laughs> That's the sister. That's Taylor Momsen. She quit this show to join a band that is terrible. Yeah. She plays like Joan Jett fucking rock and roll type uh, shit. God. 
Uh, let's be honest. A, a lot of creative types, they're, they're flawed human beings. Would you admit? Well, yeah. <laughs> a lot of I love how you saw the beanie and you immediately were like, creative types? <laughs> well, I just Look mad. at Chuck Bass, dude. Chuck Bass is a child billionaire. He literally owns the hotel they're sitting in right now. I mean, I mean, in real life, and you no, mean? No, in the show. Oh, in the show. <laughs> this is about like the elite of New York of City. Of New York, like God. as teens. My trust. Oh, this is the greatest couple in the history of television, by the way. <laughs> Chuck and Blair. My, my Google is named after her. But what years did this show run from? 2007 to 12 or something like that. How long was Larry? How long was uh, Gossip Girl on for? How long was Gossip Girl on for? Oh, seven to 12, right? Seven to 14, I think. Because well, Blake Lively was famous before that. Remember, she well, was, she was famous. This, she was known before this, but this blew her up and she did stuff while this was happening. Okay. Like she did movies while yeah. Gossip Girl was happening. Yeah, she was busting her ass. God. Yeah, you're right. You got seven the, to twelve. Yeah. Wow. I just wanted to say thank you so much for this opportunity. And wow, I really man, this fucking place. This is on Roku, dude. <laughs> they're 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 slamming a marathon. Look at this. It's on all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Season three, episode sixteen. Yeah. I mean, oh. You need to vacate the premises immediately. Vacate? You ain't gonna vacate shit, dude. Chuck is about to own that hotel, dude, because his dad's about to croak off. <laughs> God, yeah, I... Oh, they're going man. in a row, dude. Wow. Yeah. You can binge this one. I know what you guys are doing tonight. <laughs> do you want to take a break? Uh, uh, or do you want to... What's... Uh, yeah, well, where are we at time-wise? So we are at a uh, minute and four, or hour four. Yeah, yeah, I'll take, I'll take a break. A good first half. All right, we'll take know? a break. You guys enjoy a little Gossip Girl. We're going to yep. take a, about a, a five or maybe a five, uh, between five and ten. We're going to yep. smoke the rest of this duber. And then we'll be back with TV League, TV History, so much more stuff. This is just the beginning of the show. We'll see ya. Uh, hi. How are you? Uh, 90 days sober in AA. Good for you. Now, come on, Jenny, what are you waiting for? Let's go get Agnes fitted. Huh? I'd like to see my elves busy. Clock's ticking. You ready? Because this is it. Mm. I'm ready. It's time. I'm just gonna go in and tell everyone we're dating. Exactly. It's, it's no big. Hey, it's the lovebirds. <laughs> hey, you two. Oh, hey. <laughs> he told you, didn't he? <laughs> she can read my mind. I mean. Oh, come on. You couldn't wait to tell. Well, uh, speaking for everyone else, I think it's great. And now that the happy couple has arrived, let's go eat. Come on. I have some very exciting news. Mr. Conwell is flying in from Salt Lake City to see the show tonight. Mr. Conwell. He is the CEO of Conwell's department stores. Blair is the biggest retailer in the entire country and my first choice to carry the new junior line. What about Barney's or Saks or Bloomingdale's? No, <laughs> my dear, high end has fallen on hard times. Mr. Conwell can put my line in over 5,000 retail locations. Where Bristol Palin shops? Feed the masses, eat with the classes. Although you do raise a very good point. 
my usual crowd of uptown socialites and boho fashionistas might give Mr. Conwell the wrong message. We need to surround him with wholesome American girls, the kind of girl that he wants to shop at Conwell's. I just had the most inspired idea. Dessert at Mama Foco after the show? No, you should invite all of your college girlfriends to see the show tonight. Mother, it's very last minute. Miss Blair keep girls on busy schedule. Must beat drum, she says. <laughs> Baby beat Dorota's stomach like Lars from Metallica. Aww, I need a gaggle of pink-cheeked college freshmen. Just bring 10 or 20, no more than 30. Tell them how important it is to you, to me. I need Mr. Conwell to say yes. no friends. Even NYU minions very second rate. Actually, there is one person at NYU who could help. Chuck! Did you send security to kick me out? Just listen, I- No. Let me. Morning, nephew. What is this leech doing stuck to my hotel? Your hotel? This Elizabeth's hotel. You're just a guest who's no longer welcome here. I'm sorry, Chuck. You need to leave. What? Wait. What the hell is going on here? Isn't it obvious? You've been played, Chucky. From the very beginning. Now, it's checkout time. And we need to get your room ready. For, well, me. Chuck's hotel is hanging on by a thread. And Jack's pulling all the strings. Vanessa, I'm seriously so happy for you guys. Thanks. It's been really great. It's been so easy to be with Dan, you know, knowing someone your whole life, like you and Nate. Yeah, it definitely has its advantages. <laughs> when you've known someone so long, you know, you're just more comfortable. Nate and I have no problem trying new things. Not like that. It's just <laughs> keeping the romance and mystery alive. You don't ever want to fall into a rug. I'm sure you and Dan. Yeah, we always try new things. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you guys are out of hiding, what are your plans tonight? You should come to Eleanor's fashion show. Oh, no, actually, I, we're just going to be doing dinner at the loft. Vanessa's cooking up some uh, uh, dinner. Mm, sounds romantic. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. We're just, you know, watching movies, cooking up some noodles. Uh, it's kind of become our Saturday tradition. Angus, can you put your arms down, please? Both arms. Look, Agnes, I'm sorry for how everything went down. I shouldn't have gone behind your back and tried to cut you to the fashion line. I was going to quit anyway. Those dresses were lame. Agnes, I'm trying to apologize. You trusted me and believed in me, and I betrayed you. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for torching your dresses. Truth is, they were amazing. Over it? 
I missed you, bitch. <laughs> What is it? Nothing. Uh, well, the truth is I was dating this guy named Damien, and he was a lot of things, one of them being a dealer. Oh, this said to you or Nancy. That's awesome. What happened? Well, when I didn't want to, uh, whatever with him, he bailed. And now he just keeps texting me for stupid pills. Oh, sweetie, you can't let him treat you like that. I know. But whatever, spin. Hey, Damien? It's Jenny's friend Agnes. Yeah, she wanted me to call you to set up the swap. We were thinking the Waldorf pop up show. Love it. Kiss. Agnes! What? Chill out. This is your payback, okay? He's gonna show up tonight. You gotta wave the baggie in front of his face and then flush it down the toilet. No one gets hurt, and you get a showmost boss. You gotta take back your pride, babe. <laughs> All right, I'll admit it's actually kind of brilliant. <laughs> We're total bitches. <laughs> hey. I want to do something special for Dan tonight. Vanessa, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't make you feel... No, not at all. You were right. Noodles and movies. I mean, I just don't want it to feel like... His one millionth dinner with the same girl he's known his whole life. Two words. Role play. <laughs> you know, that's that's not a terrible idea. Why don't you do a date night inspired? The, the everyday folks. We're yeah, start we're gonna be coming not, back not, here. Not the rich. We got Crocious. Who's my kid? Six thirty, maybe. Uh gossip girl. Blake Lively. She's yeah, a, dude. You know, she's pretty. We, uh, she did. Oh, DiCaprio. she's exceptionally beautiful. I'm gonna turn it down, but I'm gonna let it so you could still watch it. I think she's from L.A. You know, I'll put it on. I'll put the. I'll she's put got the, caps the right on L.A. sort of way of being. You know. <laughs> oh, I will. I want to have it on for mute. On always for the for my hearing impaired listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Here you get that my hearing impaired yeah. listeners. No, no, okay. <laughs> Eleanor, I think so. Is she taking a shine to her work? No, so, you're so, doing good so work she. This listen, comes, I gotta know this block. This comes in the fallout of Taylor Momsen. Like, so she starts out as like a goody two shoes little sister. Yeah. And then Blair flips her into this manipulative little fucking cunt. Oh. And she ends up like running all these schemes. So they're trying to like. Right now she's the, the drug runner. Remember yeah, she's doing? running drugs right now. So we're still, we're in the middle of fucking the little sister being a total menace. Uh, so they're giving her work to like try and put her on the right path. Yeah. But now she's flipping fucking diet pills, the anorexics and shit. God, God. I don't want to do anything to mess it up. This, this is what leads her into her character leaving. And that's when she starts Taylor. It's called her band is Taylor Momsen and the pretty deadly. It's uh, actually a pretty good name for yeah, a band. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty reckless. Pretty reckless. That's what the band's called. W what is, uh, are you okay? What is there, uh, like, uh, like a demographic? Oh, changing, changing my, my battery here. Gossip girl. What, yeah. What did, uh, was this on Fox? CW. CW. Ooh, oh, so it was, it, okay. So it was like, C yeah. Your, your demographic for this was 13 to your lawyers. It was teens, huh? Really? A teen based show. And this yeah. was their like, yeah. oh my god, do women probably rub themselves to this fucking to Chuck Bass and stuff? So 
So many people baited to fucking to gossip girl guys and and girls. Everyone's there's a good generation of people whose first jerks. Oh, it was, it was were, to, were to really a handful really? of gossip girl characters. God, I, that, w w my my experience is so different because because my my first experience my first experience was the Madonna. I was behind the curve. I was older. Before Bailey, I, I heard Bailey says in the chat it was more popular than the OC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So for me, it was the Madonna Playboy issue. Oh yeah. Nineteen eighty five Madonna Nudity. Play. It, Boob, huh? it, it literally was just like that's all it took. I mean, it was because it's just like, oh, my God, getting access See, to that, that. Me, too, because my dad let me look at Playboys. But I feel like that stunts your section like that creates a a weirdness because you part of of like the journey should be like, oh, what does it look like? Like, I feel like people who had healthy developments, they had that like yeah. they jerked off to Sears catalogs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas people that were ruined like you and me have just like, oh, no. Fucking Ron Jeremy yeah, having yeah. sex with a person. No, That's no, the first I, time. I <laughs> this is the truth. I think I've said this before. I'll admit this. I don't know why. Who's going to listen to this? Man, who knows? But yeah, I, I didn't discover <laughs> pornography until my early 30s. I didn't I didn't, I didn't watch them in my early 30s. 30. Because it, it just wasn't what you watched. Escort. What's that? It's the escort. Remember when Blair took the escort to the party? Oh, yeah. Blair it's takes whores to the party. <laughs> she hires hookers to like be to like to be her friends at a party. Because wow. right now we're Because she's so hated or well, something? No, or? Well, because they're all going to college too uh, so she's and so they really start leaning into the idea that Blair is was all about being in high school she was the queen bitch queen bee yeah so when college hits she's out she doesn't know how to fish get, out of into the Ivy she didn't she get it yeah like so she starts party. so she literally starts hanging out with the new crop of high schoolers and creating new Blairs and like has a whole team wow. of Blairs and shit. It's fucking wild. Well, did, did you ever see that there was an there was a documentary, an Errol Morris documentary. Did you ever hear this one where there was a guy who graduated from high school in 1978 and would go around to other high schools to relive his senior experience? So he graduated in 78. That's Blair. Then he went to 79, 80, 80. He did it in 1987. He went back to a high school in 1987 to be a fake senior because and he explained his reasons why. And he just thought because that the rules of high school were much clearer than what they are as an adult. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre that someone would actually yeah. do that? That's odd. Okay, so there's your target. The guy over there talking to my mom, Ed Conwell. And remember, you guys are my BFFs from NYU, so we got it, Blair. Yeah, so, yeah, what school did she get into? Like, she, wanted to, go, she wanted to go to Brown or no. she, Yale, right? Yale. Yeah, yeah. Good luck she was all there. about Yale. Yeah. Well, her it was she's like a legacy, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah her, her gay dad. And then I yeah. think some, but some weird gossip gossip girl shit happens to where she can't get in. Yeah, so she was at the interview with Serena, and it was like this whole thing, and they ended up fighting and falling into the water fountain. And yeah, like they like it's a whole episode. It's a whole episode. Yeah. yeah. So like Blair and Serena for a good chunk of the the end of the show are not friends. And they're they're getting to that. You're getting to the breakup of Blair and fucking <laughs> of what what are they called? What's their little one name? Serena and Blair. Mm. Oh no, that it's S and B. S and B. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, there was a group. The cool guys, the cool guys. When I was in high school, when I was a sophomore, seniors, they called themselves the Draft. That's so what they were, the draft. And you, you want to know why? You know, you know what it stood were you for? in it? No, of course not. I was not cool. Uh, I was in 10th grade. They were a senior, so they were older than me. It, it stood for drink rye all the fucking time. Draft, man. <laughs> drink rye all the fucking time. And, the what, and you were a dork? <laughs> Isn't that terrible? And you were a dork? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 
<laughs> drinking rye is the dorkiest shit you could possibly do. That's so fucking lame. Yeah, isn't that? That's I like mean, Great Gatsby shit. Yeah. We're the Gatsby's. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that amazing? The fact that I remember that too, the fact that I have a protein strand in my brain from literally 38 years ago that I actually remember that is, I don't know if it's cool or, or, or pathetic. I, I don't know. Maybe it's opposite sides of the same coin. You know, it's just, just a little party. Oh, she gets all the horse hopped up on her pills. Ugh. So now, now fucking she, she owes her dealer money. So, Who's so, the dealer? Isn't it? It's Damien. It's Damien. Yeah. God. But I don't know if he was like a famous, a famous actor God. playing. I um, so Damien is like, he's from the Hague or somewhere in Europe, Western Europe. And this is my second chance. And you have Well, again, you guys are the perfect age because you were at, you were, you were probably just into your twenties, Keith, right? When Off the show camera, came by out? the way, for the, for the people watching, Crocious thought that was Elizabeth Perkins. I thought it was. I, I had you convinced a little bit. And I thought you know, I always go to that place. I go to the bigger star. But doesn't it kind of look like Elizabeth? Perkins? It does a little bit of big fame of about last night fame. Big fam. Well, what else was she in that you remember? Elizabeth? Um, from? I always certainly confused her with the mom from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, she was in a lot of stuff. Mm. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But but I uh, um, yeah, Chuck. So, so what else on the list there? What else was going Speaking on? Speaking of rape, because the guy who plays Chuck, Ed Westwick, has been accused of it. Oh, you mean the real guy? The real yeah. Guy. Whoa. He's British. The guy who plays Chuck. Listen to his voice. I love him. I know it's very difficult for you to understand. Jack is incapable of love. He is using you. That guy's British. Is he good? He real is he a good guy? And or it's is real he... sloppy London British. He like talks like this. Oh, my oh, name oh, is Ed Westwick. Oh, oh, yeah. He's from the East End. Exactly. My name is Ed Westwick. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you're doing? That? <laughs> like, I love he that. talks like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 Hello. Blah. Let's get chimney sweat. Who else? Uh, you know who did that too was, what was her name? Uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn. Played like, that was like her going against type. Like, a traditional beauty you're gonna play like an, an east ender why are you doing that like <laughs> that voice she wasn't she was royalty so yeah, oh, absolutely exactly it was her stretching out like yeah because she i mean she absolutely was dutch royalty i think so know, that just, 70s shows danny masterson <laughs> is going to jail for the rape wow i know that i will Ed say westwick didn't get really in trouble for it he just got lightly canceled but yeah, apparently, apparently show. it was like some Trevor Bauer type shit where like he gets fucking violent while he's having sex and then he doesn't ask if he can. Uh, you know, hey, listen, I feel good about that. The initial when, when I've been, ever been told that no, you don't like to punch a when woman, I've been told no, yeah. I have always stopped. It's because your so, mother raised you right. Because your mother not, told you no all like, the time and scarred and, you. And I also kind of knew there were certain lines, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, it wasn't like, hey, let's go third input right away. That'd be you funny. I mean? It wasn't like gross. That'd be funny if through child trauma you were like, that's why when a woman tells me no, I say yes, mommy, and I hug her legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twist it that way, you know, but uh, no, no, I, I, I'm proud of that, you know, it, right? I mean, it's also because, you, you know, you're, you're, you respect a woman, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and frankly, I'm going to be blunt here. I hate that my life is so cliche because I literally can say how like fucking fake woke people do when they go, 
you know, I was raised by women. Oh, like I actually was, and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it was all perfect. You no, know? like they fucking, you can't get away with dick. Yeah, yeah, I know. The first time I, I got caught smoking a cigarette, and this is where my mom was cool. So we lived in an apartment where yeah. like across the street, there was a garage that had like a pavement slab on the top of it. Yeah, yeah. That was like, so that you could walk around on. So like I went to that area and I found a big long ass cigarette butt, you know, like a three quarter cigarette. Yes, absolutely. And I even stole a lighter because my mom's bathroom had a bunch of matches and shit. Yeah. So I copped a book of matches. Yeah. And I was trying to light. There was like a nice little cut where I could sit down on some rocks and yeah. I was not Out visible in a window. Yeah. And then the lighter wasn't lighting because the wind was blowing. So I was walking around trying to light it and it was dude. You know, when like the cigarettes dangling and you're trying yeah, yeah. to light it, I, I'm doing that. I look up and my mom is at the window, <laughs> like right there, right there, <laughs> staring at me and I drop it and then still play for a little bit. And then I yeah. come back in and she didn't, we, I don't even think we've really talked about it, Yeah, but like, yeah, she knew. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That story. was a yeah. mortifying moment. You know, when yes. that, that feeling rushes through your body yes. where you're like, Oh yeah, I remember. I I have one. I wanted to, to to go with that. God, this is a big one. I'm revealing for my childhood. Eight years old. Eight years old. Put the mic in. Far and, a little uh, yeah, bit. Uh, eight years old. Again, living. My parents had split up, so we were living in a townhome. My brother, my mom, and I for like five years living there. There was a three of us. That was a weird time. It was my childhood growing into teenage years. The early like when I was thirteen, but it was. Uh, uh, I was playing football right outside our backyard in our backyard. Ooh, I love it. a football game. Did you, you have a, a big, nice area or just a little small makeshift um, one? Or did you have, was it like a legit, you could throw a fucking, an out route? Oh yeah, you could, you could. It was a quad area. You know, it was very seventies, you yeah. know, not very good equipment, but if you had a ball, you, you could make a football field, good, good wiffle ball field, you know, uh, anything with a ball you could do, you know, but yeah, but playing football. And a play happened. I think it was a play happened. And I was like, you kicked me in the dick. Like I yelled it really fucking loud. I was like an eight-year-old. And my mom was like literally like drawing a dish, like looking out the window. And I was like, fuck. And I mean, I got the darts. <laughs> That'd be funny. I got the darts. Okay? My mom had like steel blue eyes. It was like, If you boom, said that, you know? they kicked me in the dick. And then you saw her and you go, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right in front of your mom. No, but I was just like. Also, oh. like, like always, I'm picturing you. Yeah. Child's body, your adult head. <laughs> <laughs> That's always how I think of you, like the yeah. George Lopez show. <laughs> yeah, doing that. So that, that <laughs> so that, that's what. Uh, Army <laughs> Hammer will not face sexual assault charges in Los Angeles case. He likes to yeah. eat women. He's like a cannibal vampire. What, what, he thinks he's Blade. What, what, what do you mean? Like he drinks her blood? Like he, like, like he wants to like, he literally. Is that real? Here's how he I mean, got where, caught. Where, where's, yeah. Here's how he got caught. This motherfucker was on fucking uh, what's that website you can buy furniture off of? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the hub, Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. He okay. was on putting out Craigslist ads of like, <laughs> I want to eat a bitch. Come to my house, Army Hammer. Come on. Like man. he's into vampirism. He <laughs> wow. literally wants to find a woman that will let him kill her and like eat her and drink her blood. It like turns him on. It makes him hoard. <laughs> I mean, listen, I wouldn't put it past some of these people to have fetishes like this. I mean, I wouldn't. It's shit like I, that yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. the adrenochrome stuff seem feasible. Army yeah. Hammer's ruining it for the elite of Hollywood. Yeah. 
But again, that was my that was my, my moment swearing. I didn't come home for like two more hours. Hell yeah. You and it started almost it getting dark. And it was getting you dark. have to make them feel like they almost yeah. you have to make them seem like they saw another kid. <laughs> like you can't you can't yeah, come that, in that work with my that'll mom. be admitting guilt. You have to make it seem like so I can't, I walked in and my mom was like, don't ever say that word again. And they shut the door. And I was just, I was allowed in, but it was just like, boom, that's what it was. The law was laid. Like, you know, me swearing. She didn't, she didn't like it when I swore in my early twenties. And I was just like, well, hold on. You are square. You know so what, what I mean? Come what we're on. saying though, what we're, basically what we're saying is it's because of these moments why we've never raped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, women are the worst the embarrassment. Right? No, no, yeah, the yeah, embarrassment yeah. of being caught by a woman. Well, what else? Uh, no, just Dude, no. I can't anything anything worse than being than raping a girl than being caught raping a girl by my yeah. mom. Oh my god. It also seems like a lot of these people like you got to go through your phase where you're young and just sort of experimenting and you kind of cross the line, <laughs> you know. Speaking of this topic, we were watching an episode of Judge Judy yeah. before you came and this girl told this whole story about how like she owed her ex-boyfriend money yeah. for bailing out on the rent. And she's like, you know, the, the judge Judy goes, what was your tipping point, dear? That you, you yeah. walked out and one day he came and wanted to have sex and I didn't want to have sex. So he ripped my dress and judge Judy goes too much information. Really? Wow. <laughs> too much information. Wow. And she lost the case. Oh, because like she really did skip out on the rent. And yeah. because like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about your yeah. sexual yeah, this assault. Is not it has the nothing place. to do. Yep. Yep. A, a court is no place for a, a potential rape. Well, not that court, not that court. And not when those aren't the charges. You know what I mean? You don't want to hear that. You don't want to, you want to create something. I, what Seriously. I love though, is I mean, those, those things are scripted. So that means that that really happened. And they were like, so we're going to have Judy question your rape. Yeah. God. Yeah. It had well, to happen you know, twice. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you uh, know, the part where I denied the rape, we're going to do that again, <laughs> but put a little more emotion into it. Dear. Uh, the Shinelings donated some buildings to USC. Who, who heard that where Larry works, their newsroom is like wow. named after Shinelings. There's a conference room. So, are they associated with this show in no. some way or something? No, 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 no. no. Oh, we're okay. just talking about it. <laughs> Okay. I'm all stoned because we were talking about the, we were talking about the R word because Danny Masterson exactly yeah so that, that's crazy to me it's like he's going to jail for a long time yeah, he's facing a 30 year stint that's the max sentence I bet he doesn't get that but I bet he gets like 15 He'll do a to considerable 20 amount yeah I bet he's gonna get a good chunk of time and, it's and like, they don't wow. send you to like HBO jail no 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 you, he's you're, going you're, in with like my yeah. cousin my cousin Sebastian <laughs> oh man wait, wait, wait. Is, is he in the joint for no but he was he's he's the one guy who goes all the time it, 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 what's is he just got oh, he murdered so he murdered someone when he was 11 oh and then like was in juvie until he was 18 oh, and then he got out of jail when he was like 24 and then like has gone back because he has his parole is he can't have a gun and he always gets caught with a gun yeah. something happens yep. he'll get pulled over for smoking a blunt and, and he has a gun there. he's been out for a good long while now yeah. like probably but he's i think Maybe he's been out long enough for this isn't true now, but for a good long while, he had spent more of his life in prison than out. Yeah. Because he went to jail so young. Yeah. God, he was... Well, when you murder someone when you're 11... Well, so he was a gang member. He was jumped in. <laughs> my dad said, because my dad dated... He was like 10 when he was dating my... When he started dating my mom. Yeah. And I guess Sebastian used to have just piles of weed. Like, he'd be a 10-year-old just making bags of weed to wow. sell to people. Wow. Just like a child gangbanger. <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, I mean, whatever you can do I mean, the labor, a, you know, it's, it's adorable. A trade. Don't it's get a me trade, wrong. but it's like, it's cute. You have to admit that that's, 
there's some failings going on there. There, there, you know, and it's a moral failing, Keith. It's just all of them. Yeah, it's because we didn't know. have good Christianity in our in our lives. Ah, yeah, that that whole thing. So bad. You know, people, the Christian of loving thy neighbor, of course, you cannot argue with that. You cannot argue with that. That is obviously the golden rule, you know? Oh, yeah. He was in Dexter. So Chuck's uncle is in play here because the dad's dead. So now yeah. the dad's fortune is up for grabs. And, and Chuck's mom is this wispy fucking fantasy lady who doesn't yeah. want it. So Chuck's about to get paid. And the uncle is coming in now and like frames chuck for fucking meth abuse and shit like he's always oh, planting because he's trying to get his money yeah well, because it. chuck's a fuck up so now yeah. chuck's trying to prove to the board his dad of his dad's company that he can like take on the company yeah. and literally at the age of like 17 i think that like <laughs> like they're still kind of in high school in season three yeah yeah that, that's a ridiculous plot idea you would not be able to handle a company Crocious. like that, that would never he gets the company <laughs> of course he does but, so and uh, that's what it ties into the characters is Serena Vanderwoodson's mom was dating yep. Chuck, Chuck's dad. So she ends up getting the company and like de facto giving it to Chuck. Thank you for catching me up on Gossip Girl's plot line. <laughs> I, I I want to hear the the story arc of Gossip Girl. That is my there are so oh, it it's seems so elaborate. It's so, there are so complicated characters. Yeah, that are like infinite storylines. If the yeah. if this wasn't about children, this would have been like a an award winning show because yeah. the plots are like yeah, whoa, like, like there are some moments where you're like, holy shit. See, for me, when I was in my twenties, the teen show that I liked, I was in my twenties. Not 21 Jump Street. I didn't like that. Uh, this is when I, I was like 24, 25 when this came out. So kind of I made my mid 20s. But I would watch episodes of my so-called life <laughs> with that's Claire dope. Danes, you know, and, and Jared Leto was in that. That was actually, if you ever watch it, that's actually to me, that was a very good high school show. Did you ever watch episodes of that? I loved my so-called life. Yeah, yeah. My so-called life was I, like. I would watch that new. I remember when the, the first episode, the first season was on ABC. Yeah. It was a failed ABC show and then yep. MTV saved it for yeah. this, for like the whatever. I think it was only two seasons. Yeah, exactly. But it had a little bit of a life. Or no, it was only know? one. Yeah. And the pilot was on ABC and then it failed. So they moved it to MTV and it completely took off. It, it only, I thought they only had maybe 13 episodes. That show is, it, it was, yeah, it was 13. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever encountered a character of a man named Graham, I used to make fun of that. His name was Graham. It's like, come on, that's not a real guy's name. <laughs> Graham. Graham. No, Graham is a first name, right? Isn't no Graham Parsons, you know? Yeah, but like that's fucking like you know Graham. You're if, you, <laughs> exactly. if your name is Graham, you have to fucking do DMT all the time. We know a Graham. Yeah, it's a weird name. Yeah. I'm not saying it's no, not it's totally weird. It's it's it the is the most British shit of all time. It's on the the uh the obscure spectrum. It's a little bit odd. It's up there know? with Douglas. It's up there with Douglas and calling yourself Douglas. <laughs> if my name was Graham, I would figure something out of like, call me by my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> G-Dog, something, well, something dope. To me, it seems very Southern. G-Bone. Th there's a certain drama in there's, Southern there's, names. It's, it's Confederate. There's, you know? there's a Confederate Absolutely. ring to it. You know, it you, is. Grams need to have handlebar mustaches. <laughs> they ride unicycles, penny farthing bikes. And, and their, their father talks about that great, great, yeah. great grandpappy who gave his life on the hollow ground. They rock Shallow. bike shorts 24-7. You know. <laughs> I'm thinking of one specific fucking Chicago comedian who looked like a Graham. 
Instagram. I forget what his name was, but he used he used to ride bikes all the time. He would always carry the fucking he had those backpacks that had you know those backpacks that had the seatbelt buckles for the straps. Yes, he would always have those, and they always had tools to fix his bike in it and shit. He was a Graham. Wow, that's a is that a certain level of hipster or is that actually necessity? The guy who can fix his own bike that's a tier of hipster for sure. Yeah, God, I just look at Marshawn Lynch. Doing some fucking survival shit on I was stars pretty hip on my Mars. 20s, I, 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 I live the hip life in, in Wicker Park. You know, I have my thing. That's going where on. we're at with bastardizing the NASA program. As stars on Mars is a reality show. God, wow! Since we're never actually gonna fund a journey there, let's fucking throw Marshawn Lynch <laughs> on a fake Mars. So obviously, we've talked about this before on the show. That, that that defining you mentioned earlier decade with a defining moment a defining catastrophe that defines that decade and obviously for you September 11th of course because you were 14 yeah. years old right and it's like you were at an age it was just like seared into your consciousness. before that I would say I I would say it was either OJ or the Oklahoma City bombing oh yeah that makes sense because I remember the Oklahoma City bombing yeah yeah oh yeah no yeah that was a big deal and just yeah. terrorism in general was the hot button because well, again, the that's, Cold why 9/11, wasn't that's why 9-11 was this culmination yeah. of like, see, we've yeah. been warning you this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, that was always like even when Columbia happened, because it was post night, because the, they were the anniversary of Columbia yes. was recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or first they've just been showing them on YouTube. It was earlier this year, but it was this yeah, was, year. Was it what, 20 years ago? It maybe was two, that happened? It was 2003. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It basically, it, it, it disintegrated. It disintegrated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and but they showed a newscast. And the first thing is they don't think terrorism is involved. Yeah. Like that addendum to any disaster was so yeah. as such a natural part of my childhood. Yeah. Of any yeah. time there was a plane crash. Yep. They don't think terrorism was involved. They would sometimes do that in the seventies, but it wasn't a consistent trope. Well, what that would happen? Lockerbie was the first time that was I a thing that was for a big you. One. Oh, absolutely. I, I, my best friend from uh, my from my like life friend, family friend since I was literally a kid. Uh, like I called him when my dad died. Like he's that close of a friend. Uh, he was uh, he he was studying in Scotland at that time, and he had flown back four days earlier. But that that was the route that he, they that they that they yeah. uh, that they took. You know, because he, he was in, he had to fly from Scotland. Lockerbie, Scotland is where it blew up. That was a pretty big deal. Here's what I want to do, though, Crow, to yeah. tail in. We're at, we're, we're, we're still cooking, hour and 36 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But one of the topics here is I watched this curious case of Natalia Grace show. Okay, excellent. We're going to pop this on. This is now on Max. Okay. The one to watch. So, <laughs> that's their slogan. So what is this up? Uh, their ad for Max is like a self-help fucking commercial. They have children fucking, they have a family eating dinner and it's fucking Jason Momoa talking about the fucking simple simplicities of life and Christianity yeah. and God and love. And then all of a sudden they just start throwing news scenes in the background, fucking movie scenes and stuff. <laughs> and they start throwing different franchises at you. Let's see if we can get a Max ad on That's Max. That's bizarre. I mean, I'm sure we'll have to watch one. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Is this HBO Max? Is this? It's just called Max. Now. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, it's because it's, it's, they merged Discover, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merged with because of their merger. So yeah. now it has like. It has all the ID murder shows on it now. Jesus. It's got all the Food Network stuff on it. Jesus. You go to the Brand Hub. Keith, I, I gotta have some shot. You know what I mean? My show has to have yeah, some shot. Yeah, you'll be shot. in the Brand Hub. You, you know, I mean, it's got to have some shot, I think. 
But again, this strike has been going on for a month now. I mean, and, like like I said a couple episodes ago, the fall schedules came out and scripted yeah. television is not on any of them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they're they're preparing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even if it fixes, they're like it's going to be late. Like the new shows aren't going to start until November. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I think the other unions are going to go on strike too. See, look at I, all these things that are in there now. I think the Directors Guild and SAG are going to go on strike too. So I think those three main unions will be on strike at the same time. I think Here the industry go. might come to a grinding halt. Would you? Would you agree? I think. Yeah, the, but I here's mean, what I think. I think the writers. The I think the writers are foolish if they think this is going to work. They will let AI write shows in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, people do it for fun now. Yeah. Make yeah. me the plot of this sitcom. Wow. And a lot of them are like not worse than what is actually on. So I think we need to focus on that. Of like, yeah, you need to get paid, but you also need to start writing stuff that is not that is like better than AI. Yeah. Because right now you see some of these AI generated scripts and they're not any worse than yeah. like a bad show. So like, why don't you write better than a computer and then they won't take your job? Well, I, I wonder. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I wonder these AI scripts, do they just like lack a heart? I, I mean, a heart or a soul Here's, here's or the problem is, is, is that, it's essentially plagiarism because all AI does yeah. is cycle through every TV show that ever existed. Yep. And picks out words to yep. make the plot and amalgamation of just like so yep. anything it writes is from something that exists already. Yep, it's not like it's thinking of stuff; it's finding words from the internet. Yep, yeah. So like there have been AI scripts where people have read them and been like, "That's a line from a script I wrote." Yeah, like they found lines of dialogue. Yep, like that very are specific in AI scripts. Yep. yep. So like it's not even about like. Like taking, it's just like you want you want to replace writers with plagiarism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to be like, hey, listen, I got to get paid some for this because I did create this. You know, I got to get some paycheck. It's the streaming thing to me is like that seems to be the big issue. Well, that's the, the thing is one. here's where the capitalists need to stop being so goddamn cocky. If you want to hold money from us, that's fine. Stop announcing your record profits. I know. <laughs> I know it's so galling. You can't announce record profits and be like, by the way, we're firing people. I know it's or be like, all they want is like 0.7% of the 3% oh, of profits. I know. I know. It's not like this big, huge, like ask. It's just, it's incredible. But you know, so the point is it couldn't happen at a worse time. I feel like I'd, I'd finished a phase of the process with this fucking show that I've been talking about for four fucking years, three years, you know? But it's just like it ain't getting you know, done now. I'm yeah, exactly. I mean, oh yeah, and that's not going to happen. We, I'm not crossing the line. I, no, no. So are you not no, even? No. So are you not even going to write more episodes while the strikes? Well, going no, on? no. Actually, we're, we're complete. We have a second episode where, that we're, we, we, my writing partner and I are writing. Cause, I mean, we don't have representation. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not part of SAG or, or WGA. We're just. We're still. Well, I'm on the outside looking in still. So you might as well still work on your skill. You got to still write. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, Writers are still writing. They're just not selling that labor to yep. anybody. Exactly. They're just tweet. They're skeeting them on blue sky. <laughs> so, but you know, but we literally, we have the fundamentals of a show. I can, <clears throat> here's what we have, Keith. Oh, if you fuck. Listen. I need you to oh. say something. Just say, just go. It was so bizarre. What? Just, we, ha we have the fundamentals of a show. Is that what the line? It was bizarre. No, okay. But just, I need you to say it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. You know? All the rights. How bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. I got it. There you go. We oh. finally got there awkwardly. We got that moment, that comedic Oh, it's going to happen naturally. You say the word bizarre a lot. I do. I yeah. Do so. <laughs> You'll go, man, it's bizarre. 
<laughs> and then I'll go. Father rights, how bizarre. So what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought because of the THC. I don't know. I want to get into this so we could, you know, we were talking about AI writing TV shows and, and how it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, the show, the fundamentals of a show. You can just listen to me. <laughs> yeah. You just listen to me. We're Here's saving the is. cat here. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I've gone, I had this writing class at Improv Olympic seven years ago, how to write a pilot, you know? And what was good about it is they had the commercial side also discussed in the class. It wasn't just the creative side. I was like, here, here if you want to get a, a decent writing packet as a comedy writer, here are the boxes you have to check off, you know? And it gives a format to that, which I think is helpful. For me, it is helpful, you know? So going through that and I've got, what, what, the fundamentals, we've checked the boxes off. We have the log line. We have the treatment. We have an eight episode outline with all the story arcs in there. We have a, uh, a uh, character glossary we put together. We have a pilot that has been vetted well. And we have a... Like a, for a, what? Like statistical errors and shit? Like, oh, oh and, and just having a lot of different eyes, a lot of different people read it, you know? Uh, people in the industry, outside of the industry, and just getting a lot of feedback on it and, and us working on it a lot, you know? So it's been vetted. Doing a table read twice of it, you know? Yeah. So just to get a sense of it, is, is it decent, not good? I don't, who knows? It's definitely better than what it was. And I just feel like that... Now we're, we're going to try to complete a second episode. We have like half of a second episode done. We have to, we have to flesh that out with a good 20 to 25 pages of writing. You know, and it's got to be pretty good. That second episode has got to be good too. Cause you got to be able to show like, okay, these storylines that we're actually planting in the pilot if you're like, have to continue. We you know? flush it out. And when we do that, that means we write stories nude. No, no. <laughs> Just flush it no, out. No, no, we, we don't do that. We hug each other and, f and whisper ideas into each other's ears. No, that does not Just happen. Just flushing it out like bros. But I tell you, it is, uh, we, we have the fundamentals, but we're, we can't get it. We have some people lined up. We have like three people specifically lined up to get stuff to. Hell yeah. And we're just like, nope, we have to hold off on that. We're just like, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to cross the picket line. You know, and, you know, I don't know if the show is good enough or not. I think it's good enough. You know, there's hey, some weaknesses in there. Maybe you, I don't know. I think you want this strike to decimate the entertainment industry because then it will be good enough. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the right? quality will be let in. You know, so yeah, as I was talking about with with Eric Acosta, he had a good point. I was talking about, you know, the 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 the, the uh, confidence I took or, or I was uh, happy to see back in November, six months ago, the WGA posted this article saying, OK, in 2020, 2021, 700 television shows were sold. 700 television pilots. Not, not all. I mean, like 100 will get produced, you know, if that, you know. And it's just like, well, God, my show's got to be good to be one of those shows. But, but I, I got to be as good, good enough for one of those slots. Want me to top you off? Yeah, please, please. But the point is, my buddy Eric was just saying how... Uh, yeah, but you know, most people sell those those stories that they've already sold other stuff before that. So it's being it being able to sell that first thing is is the uh, rookie is the, the challenge. The rookies in the room. This is what yeah. this is the new the newbies are the ones that got to jerk Weinstein off. Yeah, <laughs> taking advantage of you. I'll do anything to break into this business. Yeah, you know, come. You want on. you want to be a you want to be a writer. You got to let Harvey Weinstein drip something into a fucking plant. Do you think old Hollywood was literally that hoary, like in the forties and fifties and shit? It probably oh, was, yeah. right? Yeah, probably I mean, was. I don't think it meant to be nefarious. I just think one guy figured out that someone desperate enough will have sex with you, 
and then just passed it along to his friend. And it maybe it started out as someone who was like, hey, I like this girl. And she also banged me because yeah. she wants to be in my movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes something dangerous could start as like not something bad. Yeah. And then it just yeah. gets twisted. That's kind yeah. of the story of Hollywood to me is like taking something that like maybe someone does. Yeah. And then just being like, how can we make this the most evil fucking thing <laughs> and make money off of it? <clears throat> just twist it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the casting couch and things yeah. like that. Like a, there was definitely like a, a, a process or step. Like maybe go through. like what if the first ex like uh thing of that happening was like someone got into a relationship with an actress and then became a director and then finds out in the relationship like, oh, you're only dating me because I'm a director. And then some sleaze bag hears that and it's yeah. just like, oh, women will fuck you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like it didn't start, it started out with a relationship and then the wrong yeah. person heard about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The wrong type and of that person. person started yeah. CAA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fucking whole, the, the, the whole, like Chaim Heisel or whatever the fuck, <laughs> those early directors really do have Jewish names. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that was a big thing, you know, cause Berlin was the capital uh, of the film world in like the twenties. It wasn't Hollywood. Germany? It wasn't well, yeah, London. It was cause of World War II propaganda. That no, shit no, was high budget. No, 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 no. It, it was business post World War One, So the twenties, pre-World War II, they had the film industry. Is that why the propaganda the was so good? Yeah, yeah. They were like the cutting edge filmmakers. Like, I mean, they truly were like German expressionist films. They're actually pretty sophisticated movies. Like this is actually put together pretty well, you know, and, and they made tons of product there. And that's why Goebbels knew the power of it, <clears throat> took it over and made their Nazi propaganda. When I was films. a kid, I didn't understand that. Like, this is how terrible my schools were. They taught us propaganda as if they were like news footage that they would just like replace TV shows with Hitler just being like, become a Nazi. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was like television shows that were like slipping it in there subliminally and shit. You know, and like, yeah, well, and they were like, it wasn't out or like the Nazis would be in it, but they were always portrayed as the good guys. Oh, absolutely. And stuff like yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. They it would were. be like the movie Dave, but Dave's a Nazi. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to be able to put that as your, and, like, oh, and enough crazy. people, uh, isn't that bizarre? <laughs> Father rights. How bizarre. How bizarre. Such a but, but yeah, it, it just uh, so. But and then when when Hitler took over, that's why all those folks came to Hollywood. Like th I think thousands of people from the German film industry came to Hollywood. So then that, that's why McCarthy had his whole like yeah. thing because they were all like socialists. It and was Marxists called Werner Brothers at you first. <laughs> no, they came over. That was a good one. And, and so a lot of those like German uh, uh, that, that definitely had an impact on like cinema in Hollywood. Like it had this darker sort of thing going on, and much more kind of uh, you know it was a very good. There had to be a German cinematographer on a Night of the Hunter, the Robert Mitchum movie. Yeah, we've got the love and hate that Spike Lee took. Like th that movie. Is fucking great. That's a totally good movie, and it came out like in 1953 or something. But it, it, it's got this black and white sort of uh, interior. We were like, this is actually a pretty thought out movie. You can tell, and That's I think a great it was, title too. Yeah, yeah. That guy probably wrote that title and was just like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah." Exactly. No one can ever have this again. I know. <laughs> Night of the Hunter is a solid so title. So simple. Yeah. He probably wrote that and was like, how the fuck has there never been a fucking movie called this? <laughs> it's a, well, it's also loosely based on a true story about this guy who was like this shyster priest priest hey, who basically would read, he would read in newspapers about people like the obituaries and he'd find out who had an insurance claim, a life insurance claim. And then he would go to that town and try to swindle that claim out of him. They try to get like five or 10,000 bucks, you know, like that was his angle. That, that's kind of the character that Mitchum played. 
place. And but then there's this whole like child murdering thing going on. That's like that's that's pretty rough rough topic for 1953. Mitchum was in fucking the original uh, fucking Cape Fear, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he was very Dude, much a, having that many tattoos in the 60s was probably very jarring. To oh, absolutely. Oh, he was a total like Mitchum was like a guy man actor sort of. You know, he really was. He was like this sort of you know manly actor. You know, a, a tough man. I remember Mitchum from uh, Winds of War, which was a World War II uh, miniseries from 1983 with Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> There was a time. Anyway, I don't want to go off on Jan Michael Vincent. It's <laughs> I don't want to go. What a phrase. Okay, I don't want to go off on Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent in the late 70s, early 80s. I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, I mean, was, I probably do. He was uh, his character. His facade was Malibu tough guy. He was in like Hooper with Burt Reynolds and he was in some Bronson movies. Like he was kind of a good looking blonde tough guy. He was also in a was it, what was the Cheech Marin uh, East L born in East L.A. Yeah, he, he was the asshole cop in that. In like 1985, that was his last sort of movie. He uh, drank himself to death. He drank himself to death. But he was a fucking star. My point is, going off on it. Okay, so here's, so the last thing I had on the topic list <laughs> was this show called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Okay, yeah. So apparently, and this gets, so we'll, I'll go through stuff and go through all the parts. Sure. And then do, we'll do TV League as we yeah. do this too. And I'll shut up and listen. Oh, no, it's fine. No, 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 no I want to listen. So this is about this family from Indiana adopts this, what they think is a six-year-old kid with dwarfism. Come to find out that this kid's got pubic hair and is fucking wielding knives at him and is like a literal sociopath, like has no emotions, yeah. like throwing cars in the middle of the street. So yeah. the kids get hit, but like real good son, bad seed type of shit. Yeah. yeah. And then they find, so then they get a re-age to be 22 years old. And then they're like, you're 22, you're a murderer. We're moving. So then they just get her an apartment and then you find, so then the whole thing is like, how old is this bitch? Essentially? Like, it's like, it's like the curious case of Natalia Grace. Like, is she a child? Is she not? Did they yeah. abandon the child? Yeah. So the family is like up on serious legal charges. And that's yeah. where the documentary kind of drops you in. Yeah. We're about to meet the husband. He is. You're never going to see a man cry more in yeah. your life. <laughs> okay. Curious case. You want to give me a word? You want you want you want to have me give you one word? Now, this is Michael Barnett in 2022. We're going to meet Michael Barnett in 2019 when he's still trying to sell the story of Natalia being this fucking wild bitch cuz you find out that like So this is a documentary. It's a documentary. <laughs> and then you find out that this dude's wife, his ex-wife, kind of made up a lot of the stuff about her being this evil sociopath. So you start even to question whether or not Natalia even is she's at bare minimum a con artist. That describes God. Natalia to me, enigma. She Look won't that. tell us the truth of who she is. It looks like a little fucking villain in a movie. With a con artist sociopath. Now a story making headlines around the world. Is this a child or a grown woman? The Barnett's and she doesn't know. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like she's been so this like that's the I guess that you can feel sympathy for Natalia is like she's a blank slate like she'll believe anything you like if you tell her to repeat something she'll fucking mark it into her head like after they abandon her and she would meet people she'd be like hi i'm natalia and i tried to kill my parents like that's how she would introduce herself to people wow and like she would just casually talk about like they would people would ask oh how old are you and she would say like oh i'm 22 and i tried to kill my parents and that's why they don't like me i had to live in the garage for a while <laughs> 
and like just would say it with no emotion. Well, where did this happen? In Indiana, in like oh. the Lafayette, Indianapolis area. Okay, corruption was a scam uh, all along. Indiana is a pretty rough state. Would you agree? Well, yeah, and it's it's not even fun rough. Like, yeah, Chicago's rough, but it's like they'll you know you can go to a cool party before you get mugged. Yeah, Indiana yeah. is like clan cornfield <laughs> rough. Ugh. Like, like, like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, rough. like that rural kind of rural yeah. rough. Boy, well, rural goes crazy. It, it, it fucking it, it leans into crazy. Well, I think she's evil. I promise you within five years, someone's dead. What is it? Why? She threatened to stab my sons. So you start, you find out later on in the documentary that this footage they have of her saying all this fucked up stuff, the wife like told her to say those things into the camera. God, this is dark. This is dark. I like dark. Hey, let me, I mean, I mean, I'll, 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 I like it in dark, but it's just. My wife. Bye-bye. She said, I pulled a knife on my parents. Big deal. It's like a serial killer or something. It's how casually they put attempted murder into a conversation. She was going to kill everybody. <laughs> You've adopted it. <laughs> she was going to kill everybody. He okay, fucking, that guy cries so much. I mean, it's the stuff of a horror movie, right? If you watch The Orphan, it's just like the orphan. Yeah, that's probably where she got the idea. Exactly, yeah. Did you want to hurt them? It's all going to come to light. She was an adult. You could tell by looking at her. Oh, yeah, and then she was trying to, like, hook up with all the dudes. She wanted to, like, rub on them and stuff, and she tried to hook up with kids. Oh, man. So while this plays Homicidal into Homicidal adult? <laughs> that, that, that's disabled, abandoned child? What is it, Keith? We got all the question marks. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> So I like the sensationalized nature. As we watch this, I'll go through the TV league. Standings. Sure, absolutely. So we only have three. I have one day because Memorial Day. The holidays always fuck t uh, TV ratings finals. Yeah. So we only have finals up till Monday the 29th. Um. So last the Monday that just passed. Yeah. And then I have the Nielsen streaming ratings for May 1st through 7th. And then I have the British uh, top 50 cable ratings for uh, up to May 21st for the week of May 15th to the 21st here. Those are the lists okay. that are in play for points. Yeah. First place, 50 points, the NBA. I, I've, I'll tell you what, I've actually watched them. 14 million people watched basketball on Monday. Yeah. I, I watched a little <laughs> bit of it. I, I watched the games. I watched some of that Celtics Heat series. Yeah. My writing partner is a Celtics fan. So so that's 50 yeah. points for the NBA as a show and 50 as a producer. So that it's fifth place in the show standings and 10th place in the producer standings. Um, and then we have NASCAR scoring 40 points on a Monday. NASCAR goes to 148th in shows and 116th in producers. What was that, NASCAR? It was the Coca-Cola 600. Okay. But they've also had a couple bigger. I think Daytona rated in there at some point. They've wow. had a couple big races. NASCAR picks up because, like, all the other sports are over. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of the one thing. Even people who hate it. Like, my dad would watch it just to talk shit about it. And I'm sure would fucking pop a quarterly rating for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, look at there is more crying. Buckle up. I don't think anyone... He does that shit a lot. Dude, there's a great scene in the last episode mm -hmm. where he's talking about him and his lawyers preparing for the case. And he goes, you know what? It's like a baseball game. Their job is to tell me where the pitches are going to come. Yeah. So when they lob me a softball and he's holding a bat. Yeah. When they lob me a softball, they're going to go, okay, Michael, low and outside. Yeah. And then I'm going to hit it. And then he hits it. He swings the bat. It's yeah. fan. It's a fantastic intro. Wow. Look at him. <laughs> this will never stop. 
Because his life is tortured. Like, he's yeah. forever going to be a child abandoner. This documentary really does end with you feeling, like, worse for Natalia. Like, it's they start it with, like, this evil little bitch. Yeah. And then as it goes on, you're like, oh, my God, they might have made all of it up. Like, it turns out to be, like, they it ends well. God. This is bizarre. Look at that. Just over the over plain over fucking Midwest yeah, town. Jesus Christ. I hope I don't overstate Ugh. this and make it seem a little. So here's too 2019. Weird. We're going to 2019. Michael now full beard. Michael yeah. hasn't really gone through any of the shit that followed. Yeah. He's just like in when he's doing this interview is when the charges for child abuse. They haven't even hit him yet. Yeah. Like that's what's good about this documentary too is they cover when he gets charged with child abuse was like happened during the production of the documentary. Yeah. So the focus shifts as they're making yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he's 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 obviously decompensating. He's he's struggling. They play clips. Know? The 2019 interviews, he's all about this girl being a murderer. And then in those 2022 ones, when he's sitting on his couch, yeah. it's all about how the wife manipulated it and Natalia is this poor enigma. Like his attitude totally changes. Really was the pinnacle of life. Michael loved Christine. Dearly. So then celebrity. They always set it up well. It always yeah. starts out like well. Roses for every year they were married. So for their 10th anniversary, 10 dozen roses. Christine and I, we could do anything together we fucked we traveled i'm yeah. a closeted gay <laughs> we fought asperger's so his i've always son, said this about asperger's the person who invented the term asperger's you know the son's a genius notation i figured that since i was teaching it to my two brothers wesley and ethan i would be able to post it onto youtube Okay, so I'm going to finish this interval, D by DX. Yeah. Their oldest son is a genius. And so he's, he's doing calculus. He's in the documentary. Yeah. This kid now has a neck beard, hair down to his back, and he just sits in a basement and plays foosball and smokes pre-rolls. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been all fucked up by this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this, uh, the third place point spot on Monday for uh, week 37, yeah. uh, Celebrity Family Feud. That's when you know they're getting fucking rough on the scripted shows because a lot yeah. of the scripted shows ended last week. Yeah, exactly. Grey's Anatomy ended a couple weeks ago, yep. so now they're starting those like eight episode game shows. The Wall, mm. Celebrity Family Feud, Jeopardy Masters is a show people are watching right yeah. now. You yeah. probably skipped through that at some point uh, on I YouTube. I think they did, yeah, exactly. Ken yeah. Jennings is hosting that motherfucker. Yeah. It's like all the past winners yeah. warring against each other. Exactly. So that gets 35 points. It goes to uh, 219th in shows and 172nd in producers. Uh, then for the Nielsen's Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton story uh, mm, yeah. scores 50 points for uh, Shondaland. So the show goes to 136. Shondaland gets 50, stays in sixth place for the producers. Um, Firefly Lane gets 40 points, goes to uh, 86th. In the show standings, yeah. Stephanie Germain Productions goes to 69th. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, and then Sweet Tooth, a Netflix show, gets uh, goes to 195th with 35 points. Uh, same thing for its producer, Nightshade. Nightshade Productions. Wow. I love the names of these productions. Oh, yeah, companies. absolutely. I They're know. the best. <laughs> Fucking, uh, there's one that's called Let's Not Make This Into a Whole Production. That's a great production company. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis for uh, Ted Lasso. It's called Ruby's Tuna. Okay. Uh, Dorothy Parker was here. Productions is uh, the for Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> so then the British cable ratings. These are, this is like streaming everything for it. Britain's got talent. 
Top show, 50 uh, points. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Goes to 137th in the show standings. Tame's production company goes to 97th. 10 pound palms, which is a period piece. Mm-hmm. About, let me see. I even have that pulled up here. God, I'm prepared. Is, I'm prepared. I am watching a little bit of this. This, uh, this is disturbing. I can just tell. Even I haven't listened to it, it's disturbing. Oh, here we go. Christine, listen to my I'm Christine. Christine, listen. Listen to my what? voice. I'm It'd be dead. very good if you just quit talking. That's the wife being like, shut up, because it's when they're getting investigated. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, who's Christine talking to? Christine is talking to Michael, this guy. Oh, oh so the husband. Uh, they, they play a lot of their phone communications. Okay, so like okay. that footage had nothing to do with that. With her. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they, they just showed her hobbling around yeah, while yeah. they were talking. Children. So like to avoid all this. So that's essentially what they did. They got her aged up to 22 because in Indiana, you have to be responsible for a kid until they're 21. Okay. And then they put her in an apartment, sure. give her food stamps. Cause they're like rich. They have like hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars in bumfuck Indiana. That's yeah. yeah. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they put her up in an apartment, get her food stamps. Then they moved to Canada to support this little autistic fuckers education. And that's when the child charges come in uh, and they have to move back. And now he lives in the basement adopted brother. But that particular um, way of introducing myself is kind of irrelevant because I haven't seen Natalia in like a decade. So he's the genius kid, right? Yeah, the, he's yeah. autistic. Incredibly confusing. It's like, I want to know what happened and I want to know the actual like truth and, and everyone's motives. At the at the same time, um, I don't want to remember that. <laughs> I don't want to. There's a great scene at the end where he gets done with his interview in the last episode, and then he goes upstairs and forgets his mic is on. And he was like, "Yes, yeah, so I I didn't tell him about the time I kicked her down the stairs." <laughs> Really? Because I don't want to get subpoenaed. And then he had to go back downstairs, and t- that's when you start finding out that the mom like. Start, like planted a lot of this shit is that, orchestrating something yeah. what's she trying to orchestrate the fa- she wants it to seem like the the kid is a psycho murderer and to get rid of the kid to, she she wants it to seem like we we adopted this fucking psycho who's pretending to be a child she's really yeah. 22 you shouldn't feel sympathy for her we just should we realize she was 22 and we wow. put her in her own apartment and moved away yeah and now and then you're finding out that like no she actually was a kid <laughs> And you abandoned her. Yeah. And like, even if she, she is like, this kid might be a sociopath. Like yeah, even when you hear her bro. talk, like that's another thing too. Like Natalia isn't a good person. Cause this documentary shows her contradicting herself multiple times. Yeah. Like there's a, a scene in the later episodes where they're questioning her and they were like, did they ever hit you? And she was like, no, they never whooped me or anything. And then she goes, wait, did I say they never whooped me? And then she tells this 10 minute story about how all of them would beat on her and throw her down the stairs. So like, she's a liar too. Yeah. But like, but she wasn't lying about her age and like, she didn't even know it. Like she was like such a blank slate. It was like, that's the interesting part. Yeah. Yeah. Christina, I almost took it as a sign from above. This is the story of them adopting this girl. Where did, what country they get her from? Well, they got her from Florida, but they say she was from the Ukraine. And that's why people doubted it at first because she was supposedly this six-year-old from the Ukraine who had just come over a year earlier and she had no accent, spoke perfect English, had pubic hair, had breasts. Yeah. We painted on saying, welcome home, Natalia. So this British show, I'll go through the British shows real quick. What 
What? what angle was being worked? Who was making? Who was benefiting from? Like the? I mean, there's no angles. It wow. was just a, a con artist got adopted God. by a by a fucking insane family, yeah. and and insaneness ensued. Yeah. So so they actually think that. that and the kid uh, might not even be a con artist. The people that adopt that gave her up for adoption because they, they cost yeah. them like a hundred grand. Yeah. Like that's what like everyone who almost adopted this Natalia girl was like. It seems suspicious. Like. It was people that were like, they wanted to do a closed adoption, like adopt, you adopt this person and don't ask questions. You don't know, you don't find Uh, out who we are. And then like, so they could never find out like, like tracking Natalia was uh, insane. Yeah. Not not, not easy. The adoption agency was not willing to share any details of her before we came down. They gave us two pictures of her. They gave us a Ukrainian language birth certificate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well because that's where she was born. Six. Yeah. Well, they, you meet who is supposedly her birth mom later on in the show. The well, Russian the mob and the whole Eastern European mob. Also the Russian mom. Big presence in Florida. Big presence in Florida. Florida is a fucking mobbed up state. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, the well, country is all mobbed thing. up. You can, you can just glop your, you can just pile your money up down uh, there and, without and having also, to, uh, it's like you can, been, because of the no taxes, you can probably hide dirty money there easier because you're not having to pay it to the government uh, as easily. I, I, I think there's some truth in that. I mean, it's always been, it is a fucking pirate state, man. I mean, the feds have to do some work down there. You know what I mean? The, the federal government has to try to do some work to keep it somewhat in line because it is part of the union, <laughs> you know, but it's pretty crazy. It's also grown so much. There's so many fucking people there. It's the third largest state in the country, population-wise. It's like 23 million people. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's a lot of people. I don't know if it's that many, but I think it's like 19 million. So 10-pound palms. Yeah. A British historical drama scores okay, 40 points. No, <laughs> yeah. this is fine. Yeah. Uh, the series is stories that follows a group of Britons, often then colloquial known as palms in Australia and New Zealand. So the show is essentially about a glorified show about how British people started moving to Australia and like colonize it essentially. Yeah. And they, I guess in Australia, British people that like came to Australia are known as palms. Oh, like they're the originals or yeah. something or interesting. So this show is called 10 pound palms. Is it a, it's not a documentary though. It's, it's, no, it's, it's a, a drama. show. It's, uh, a, it's a British historical drama. That's kind of interesting. The story follows a group of Britons, then often colloquially known as Palms, in Australia and New Zealand, departing post-war Britain in 1956 for Australia, having been promised a better house, better job prospects, and better quality of life, all taken from Aborigine people for just 10 pounds. That's why it's 10 pound Palms. So they were, that was the rub. Pay us $10 and we'll let you fucking pillage this fucking country. Yeah. Well, from I mean, the Aborigines. Well, I mean... I mean, I think Australia had been around before How that time. How can we dance when our beds are burning? <laughs> the ice that you've been having. Bam, bam, bam. Obviously, you remember Darren Bodak. <laughs> you, you he looks like the singer of Midnight Oil. Exactly. He's the lead vocalist of Midnight Oil. Let's bring it back. <laughs> that little dance. That'll be the music video to end the show. <laughs> Where do we go when the So this show is probably the reason that song exists in a lot of ways your sense of history was totally off i gotta say 1956 come on i mean uh, australia w- fought in the oh, second it was world far, war it was far colonized yeah abso- yeah absolutely a hundred years earlier i don't think it really was that much you know i mean of course what i was taught in my school was it was a penal colony. oh my god this is fantastic what? so this is about white british people listen to this second line yeah. struggling with their identity as immigrants the series follows their triumphs and pitfalls as they adapt to new life in a country far from Britain and familiarity. 
So what's it? That's 10 pound palm. It's essentially about these white British fops moving to Australia for $10, taking homes, and then it being about how hard their life is because they're immigrants now. Yeah. <laughs> that show came in second place in the British TV standings. I love it. And I then love the third it. place show is a debut. It's called The Steel Town Murders. And it is now, it debuted at 378th in the TV league. God. What does this say about our culture this where we're at? is a television <laughs> drama written by Ed Whitmore. Uh, it investigates the real-life murders committed by Joseph Cappen in Port Talbot, South Wales. I love a British murderer. Ooh. 21st century technological advances help detectives with cold murder cases from 1973. Uh, yeah, the Saturday Night Strangler is this fucking guy, apparently. Wow. In Wales, he would strangle people? Yeah. Man, when you're strangling people... That, that's a pretty Committed intimate way. <laughs> the rape and murder of wow. three teenage girls uh, in Landarcy and Tonmar near his God. home in Port Talbot in 73. He's also suspected of killing a uh, committing a fourth murder in February 76. The victims were all 16-year-old girls whom he lured into his car on Saturday evenings. Uh, Another Saturday night and I, I ain't got I don't know, nobody. The, maybe that was a right-wing media thing to do back in the 70s. But it was like the there TV were definitely no, there were there were definitely stories about that. It was always like you know someone lures something. You know, Ted Bundy did that, got you in the car. You know, the, I mean that was always a big thing. Like, Hitchhikers, beware! You're going to be fodder for like serial killers and serial murderers. And well, I was going to say too because this is in the 70s in England, and that's kind of like around that time of the Take Back the Night movement. Absolutely, absolutely. where like women were also protesting because yep. The, the way the misogyny and the patriarchy decided to it is, well, women shouldn't be outside then. Yeah, yeah. So then women weren't allowed to like go out into bars and <laughs> stuff. Know, so there I was a, a counter movement of women at night protesting yep. that like, no, we're going to be out. Let us get murdered if we want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, Take Back the Night. That was a big thing in- a, Your mom was part of Take Back the Night, right? No, she was not. But when I was in college, there was a big chapter of that in Madison. And they would go up frat row once or twice a year, basically you know, about date rape and shit. You know what I mean? The sexual aggression there was definitely being protested against. Oh, yeah, you know? You know? But it was just like, oh, these well, bitches. They, I, I throw it at them like a tree trunk. You no, know? man. Uh, uh, it, Frat Row in Madison, it's a lot of East Coast people, a lot of people from Chicago, uh, certainly Milwaukee money too. Is there not know? a lot of local Wisconsin people that get into the University of Wisconsin? There's enough. I did. Uh, but oh, yeah, a, but yeah, but you're technically, you're a city boy. Yeah, but but, but it was, <laughs> it was, um, uh, you know, there's a state college system there. UW-Eau Claire, UW-Oshkosh, UW-River Falls. There's a bunch of other colleges you can go to, like regional schools to get into the, big, the good college. This is how lax it was. All you had to do was graduate in the top 50% of your high school class and you got into Madison. You know, that's all you had to do. Uh, and so it was easy to get into. It's a much more difficult process to get in there. So I got a feeling, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Wisconsin folks. It's majority Wisconsin folks. Probably legally it has to be, but you get a lot of East Coast folks there, a lot of Chicago folks there. You know, certainly have Twin Cities folks there too. There's reciprocity for uh, you pay in-state tuition if you're from Minnesota and go to Wisconsin and vice versa. You know, so it, it makes it a little cheaper. You know, so just to close it out before we we're gonna close it out with TV history here. Uh, here's our top ten: Yellowstone reigning supreme at number one, got a pretty sizable lead. What is that? Four thousand seven hundred and forty-seven to the nearest three thousand one hundred and forty-four. So Grey's Anatomy has a little bit to pull off, but maybe. 
the writer strike yeah. will give Grey's Anatomy another little run through on Netflix because yeah. people aren't going to be able to watch the new ones. It'll be interesting to see all this so manifest. Could, it'll itself. be interesting yeah. to see what shows get pops based on the writer strike. Yeah, whether it'll be shows that are still on that people want new seasons of. Or maybe fucking Full House will get a kickstart. Like, yeah. someone will find something completely new. Let's yeah. watch Eight is Enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some shit like that. Eight so is enough. It'll be interesting that to see bizarre. how the streaming, how streaming affects not original programming yeah. being on. Yeah, and you're right. People are going to go back to the, to the standbys, right? Yeah. The, the solid shows. That's what I would predict. And then know? we have third place, The Last of Us. Still kind of hanging in there, but The Last of Us and Grey's Anatomy has kind of been going back and forth. Um, and then fourth place, Game of Thrones, NBA basketball, just fucking cooking. Got four more games to prove its worth. Did, did you watch any of it? Watching the I've been watching the high. I've been watching the highlights. That's such a fucking twenty Hipster. second century thing to say. <laughs> I watched the highlights on YouTube. Yeah, well, exactly. I watch the highlights, but uh, I actually watched some games. I watched a couple games, Pillar to Post, which I never do. I mean, I, I've never done that with basketball. It's because I'm not that busy with work right yeah. now, which is fine. <clears throat> and then House of the Dragon, uh, Young Sheldon, South Park, Rick and Morty, Simpsons, The Office. These are all kind of shows that are sitting stagnant for a little bit. Rick and Morty is a is an institution. Well, man. that's kind of just, well, Rick and Morty is a little more popular outside of America. Because it's, I think they kind of, when it got put on Max, a lot of countries probably just seen it for the first time. So I think people are getting their... Are they're becoming Rick and Morty fans, whereas in America we're kind of yeah, it's over, over it. Yeah, it's over it now. Interesting. Um, and, and then in the producer standings, what being over it? I was no, talking, no, you know, going to a different market and, and being relevant oh, yeah. for two or three more years. You know what I mean, or four more years or whatever. You know, it's like you, you got a life there. So yeah. then in the producers championship, we have Wolf Entertainment just dominating in first place, seven thousand four hundred and fifty points, and that's just off mass. It has all of the Law yeah. and Orders, all the Chicago shows, all the FBI's. I think SWAT is a fucking Wolf Entertainment oh, show. Yeah. Any police yeah. procedural is pretty much a Wolf Entertainment show. I think he signed a nine-figure contract. Yeah, like a couple hundred million dollars. I was thinking the other day if he <laughs> decided know, wow. to if he decided to do what the guy from Yellowstone is doing, where he's essentially refusing to make the show until like they you do exactly what he wants. Yeah. Dick Wolf could do that times. Uh, Dick Wolf could stop television if he just decided one day to like. I'm not making another show. That's where, like, yeah. that's where the power is. Yeah. You need to get Dick Wolf to yeah. say, "I'm not going to make television until you pay the writers." Yeah, then they'll listen. Yeah, but they're they're they're, they're not going to do that, right? I mean, the, their numbers are all cooked in with their, you know, understanding the the labor economics of it all. You know, their their, their books have already been, you know, decided. Those numbers. You know, it's just they. So then HBO is number two, six thousand one hundred and twenty nine points. And then one oh one studios, which know, is man. which is the Yellowstone studios at five thousand points. Then you have Amazon, Sony, Shondaland, which is her own little thing. She created her own little corporation. Shondaland and one oh one studios are the respectable ones here. These are non corporate like they created their own thing. You know, good thing happened this week, Keith. I went to a good thing happened on the way to the forum. You know, no, I actually went to a, I had my dental checkup now we'll on go Thursday to for history. Dental checkup. My teeth are 100 percent healthy. That's a good sign. You know what I mean? It's a good sign. Hell yeah. You know, uh, my, my enamel is good. The bone is good. The roots are. Yeah, strong, I feel like when you get you know? to your age, like does is it like the rest of your body where like candy fucks with your teeth more than it did like can you not bounce back from oh, like a, a piece yeah. of fucking jolly rancher stuck in your tooth you know and just like you know it was certainly diet wise man i mean i've certainly changed my diet oh a lot, this is know? great 
which is good. I feel good about it. I'm so not, during the Indy 500, there was a crash in the final turn Ooh. and a tire flew off and cleared the barrier. Oh. And I guess there's footage from the seat here. Well, cause I, I know people have died that way before in the past. Well, yeah. That's why there's the fucking catch thing. Whoa, man. Cause that thing's going like, Oh, they didn't show the tire. Wow. I know people have gone to the Indy 500. Oh, I've, I went to the time trials. Oh, that's cool, man. And it was like the second Indy 500, like the, the first one when the IRL got it, when they had the open wheel split. Wow. Indy racing had like a, how the AFL NFL had like the split in yeah, the leagues. Yeah. IndyCar had the same thing <laughs> up until 2008. That's amazing. Like in 95, they created some dude bought the Indianapolis motor speedway and was like, I'm creating a separate Indy racing league. They're only going to race on ovals and we have the Indy 500. It would be like if Dwayne Johnson created the XFL, yeah. but was like, I actually own the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the XFL <laughs> has the Super Bowl now. So like that's what create that's what made them popular. Yeah. They were just this little upstart bullshit racing league, but they were like, but we have the Indy 500. Yeah. 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 It, it is. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I, I, we have to touch. We always talk about this. I want to talk about it again. What? With, with the Bears. What are you thinking about? Have you paid attention a little bit here? TV you know? history now. Hold on. You know? <laughs> yeah what do you think about uh w w i mean this off season um, it's they oh we'll watch j mac do their top do his top 10 mm -hmm. uh j mac in in place for colin coward on the herd did his yep. top 10 yep. most improved nfl teams uh and he had the bears number one <laughs> we're at I the agree. phase of like the list we have to put a list out to well, keep that's some what i'm kind of sick of the off season once yeah. the draft is over i'm done yeah. until the season yeah 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 you start perking perking up a little bit when training camp starts you know like there's nothing happening i know it's it's all like i've been watching the vikings thing and i'm just like they keep talking about the same topics. There's there's a limited amount of things to talk about. It's all everything they're talking about with the Bears is just like he's got a lot of he's they've taken away all his excuses. He's got to throw better. He can't throw. That's just still the thing. I, I wouldn't say he's, he's taken away the all thing his with, excuses, with Justin Fields is still just is he going to be good? That's still yeah. that's still all people are talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, and, and usually you like to see that leap from the first to the second year. But Jesus Christ, that didn't team have a was chance. bad. That team was bad. Here we so go. I I I, I gotta believe. I think he has to improve this year. Yeah. I think he does. Number but 10. He doesn't have to be great. It's not like he has to turn into Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? But you got to see enough there. You know what I mean? There's an argument. This is a top defense, not only in the NFL, but number one in the NFC. The talent is there. I know they lost Zeke Elliott. I, it's not a Colin would be so upset. I'm talking about defense. Jones. Yeah. It's a defensive coach. Yeah, the tackling is different now, man. God, it's been interesting watching... Uh, Again, just watching uh, this the 77 uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers games <laughs> that I've been watching, Keith, you know, going on that rabbit hole. And the players, the way they move, it just, it looks so weird and clumsy kind of, you know? And, and that, I mean, you can tell there's good some good athletes in there. Very physically violent, though. A lot of hard, hard collisions going on, you know? It's still collision. There's still physicality to it. Did you see the kickoff rule they changed? Yeah. Uh, there are people who are pissed. 
Dan Campbell is upset about that. Uh, Andy Reid. We can't off. abuse people's heads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid's. I mean, it's like it's you know, it's you know what what the concern is 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 what I heard that it's also going to go the direction of occasionally you're going to have someone who just doesn't call the doesn't call the when uh, you just get rid of the kickoff. You know, it, it doesn't call the. Well, that's what everybody's saying too. Even the people that are like for it but against it like that that are for safety they're saying like if you cared like it's not even a real rule yeah like the nfl is trying to do everything but actually limit contact yeah so yeah. like they were like if you actually cared about the safety of the players you would just get rid of kickoffs yeah and just have them start at the 20 yeah you know every team starts at the 20 i mean unfortunately you take out a, an important dimension of the game you know the kickoff is an exciting play it's also where major injuries happen Guys, uh, guys are running 40, 50, 60 yards full speed. And, and you know, it's and, like watching the return game in these older games, very different. You know, I mean, you can tell the last couple of years they've tried, and I get it. I mean, the, the, the concussion thing is real. They, they have to be able to deal with that, you know. So I'm appreciating the new brand of football. I, I've had to change my way, but I'm flexible. I'm flexible. The Chicago Bears spend money, make money. That's like a business adage that goes back for many, many decades. Oh and yeah, the Chicago Bears spent like decades. It's been going back for many decades. But genius of, of business. Last two teams to spend yeah, it's been going on for centuries. That's been percolating casinos for decades. <laughs> the Patriots two years ago they made the playoffs and lost. Last year Jacksonville. This year. Chicago Bears. Here are some of the names they added. DJ Moore via trade. Dante Foreman, very good backup running back. Uh, Robert Tanyan, they stole from the Packers in the division. TJ Edwards, good linebacker. Yeah. I don't love paying linebackers, but I digress. Tremaine Edmonds, another linebacker. Here's my thing with that. When people say you can't pay this position. So are you just not going to have good linebackers? Well, I, I know it's it's like I get what you're saying is you don't want to have most of your capital tied up in a position yeah. that's not really focused on but like yeah. but then you're also going to criticize the team for having bad linebackers yeah yeah i know i know so you're going to criticize them for having a shitty linebacking core but then when they get a good one you don't want them to pay them to keep them around yeah, i know it's I know. just such a bullshit yeah roundabout i don't love paying linebackers what are you going to pay them in candy <laughs> Well, I know it's totally the um, the whole uh, uh, statistic, you know, the, the whole what a money ball thing. It's analytics completely taking over in football. Have a linebacker you know? on your show. Yeah. And go, eh, I don't like that they paid you. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Because well, that position and like safety and running back are just totally not in vogue right now. They're just not in vogue. Running backs are truly, they're a dime a dozen. I mean, they're just, they're disposable pieces. You might have them for disposable two or, th pieces, like disposable two or three pieces. years. You can really see it, man. It, 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 it's the manifestation of the union not being strong. It's just a different time. It's just so, when I watch these games from the 70s, it is just a, it's been, I, I love watching. Because you, you remember these, like literally the Cowboys had the same players for almost an entire decade. So you, and they were always pretty competitive and good, you know, so it's just such a different thing now. You get that short contract, get them in. What the Vikings are doing this, I think a lot of teams, it's part of the business model. They get a, a former first round pick that, that didn't have a good season last year, but had a good season in 2021 and giving like three guys a chance to yeah. pr prove it contracts. They want to get these prove it contracts, which, you know, I, I get that as a strategy, but so I don't know if you can depend on in that. In 1981, where were you at? Were you still in, were you in Wisconsin or were you still in DC? 81? 81. Oh, I was in DC. So. Okay. So I'm going to play this for TV history. Absolutely. 
Uh, this is I, this is I found these news storage reels where like you you know when like the news will toss to a package and here's Dan with with this story. Yeah. And then Dan will talk over some footage of like children playing. Yeah, yeah. I found the footage with no reporter talking over it. So it's news stories like kind of out of context. Okay. And this is for Baltimore, Maryland, May 29th to 31st, 1981. Wow. So, it's going to be a lot of bad hair and like, Oh dude, wait I mean, till you see the first thing, the way this first fucker. I mean, a, a lot of rough hairstyles. People didn't look good. Times were a little rough. They were, you know, <laughs> I was like an old man. Times were tough. It was, I'm telling you, late 70s, very early 80s was, uh, it was, the things were rough around the edges in the culture. And then Reagan came in like an asshole and exploited that, you know. What a, what a fuck. Ugh. Person everybody liked. He used to escort his elderly neighbors on errands and see them safely home. Watch this fake. But that all ended on January 18th when Barry left the Dolphin Street Elks Club about closing time. And he began walking home, but someone was waiting for him. Barry and the Come here, sucker. Probably called him sucker. <laughs> loud enough to be heard by several neighbors. The two men struggled. And the hit Barry on the head with a heavy... Did you ever hear this shit? Like in your neighborhood? No. You didn't yet? There were no muggings. Yeah. There was no street crime like this, even I, in Chicago. Oh, no, in Chicago. I think there were, there were moments of this that went on, you know. He died. Certain neighborhoods. He died. Oh. Oh God! That's even like that's I that confused me when I first watched this because it's a reenactment and then it just becomes real news. I was like, Wait, why did <laughs> why did they reenact that? It's bizarre. A speaker's platform. A crowd of people here to honor Americans who fought during the Vietnam War. Oh yeah. Again, Vietnam. It was still kind of lingering, dude. It cast a shadow in the country. When did the war end? It, 73. Okay. <laughs> 73. You know, and then... And, 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 and then the, Platoon was around the corner? No, no, it came out in 86. Like, like those movies coming out was like America... Re-reminding itself? And trying to sort of come to terms with it on some cultural level. Because the culture was fractured over that war. It was totally... And frankly, it still is. And there are forces that want it to be that way. You know? Which is very disturbing and kind of evil. To me, that was, you know, I couldn't even accept that. You find a trend after all these years we're going to watch. This Memorial Day, for the years I've selected, Vietnam is the war they talk about. Yeah. Like, now it's obviously Afghanistan yep. and stuff. Yep, and Iraq, yep. I listen to Thin Lizzy and drive down the street. <laughs> like, he's relatively young, you know? But these were like the men when I was growing up. You know, he's probably. I was gonna say, is that like yeah, when you when you think of a black guy as a kid, that's probably exactly what you see in your head, wearing the same thing. Maybe like the 80s yeah, clothes. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the scene in Hopkins Plaza. There's a localness to people. Like people look Midwestern. Like does that guy look like someone from the Baltimore area? Oh you? yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this like not even race wise. Just, like just there's an East Coast look to yeah, the clothes, absolutely, absolutely. to the hair. Uh, that that was again when I moved from D.C. to Wisconsin. I'm killing. It, it, it was like going to a different world. I didn't like it. I, it was stressful. It was stressful. It manifested itself too. Wasn't a particular. Here we go. I, this is really what I wanted to show you. Wasn't a great student in high school. I, I worked. I tried. A little, a little Orioles game with no sound. Yeah, 
Yeah, look, look at those, that. That's the Coliseum boy. Orange fucking uniforms. I was th- when I first saw this, I Cal go, Ripken. I go, that's probably Crocious's like early baseball. Like he, oh when, yeah, like or his early memories are those uniforms. Oh, oh yeah. Well, my, well, I, I went to Oriole games because I lived in the D.C. area, and, and there was no, there was no Washington. Was team. Old Brooks still playing? No, no. He was seventy-seven. I started going. Eddie Murray was a rookie. He won Rookie of the Year. And Is that him at first? Yeah, at first. Yeah, he. he and I think that's Ripken right there. Uh, they won the World Series in 82. Oh, no, they won in 83. 82, the uh, Brewers actually won the division. But they almost came back to beat the Brewers. But the Brewers beat them 10 to 4, the la- or 10 to 2, last game of the season. The Brewers here. kicked their ass. We'll go to 1988 here. The Brewers were a, a powerful baseball team in 82. They hit a lot of home runs. This is the Eden. They were an offensive juggernaut. They had Yount and Molitor, too. And Yount and Molitor were great. I only know Molitor as a twin. Oh, Paul Molitor was great for the Brewers. He had a, he had like a 39 game hitting streak in 1987. Paul Molitor was like an average guy, right? Like he hit for average. Like he was like a singles hitter. Uh, no, no, he was he was better than Wade. I actually he was better than Wade. Wade Boggs was a singles hitter. Wade Boggs is overrated, I think. Uh, Paul Molitor, if you see his numbers, he had enough power. He stole a lot of bases. He hit a shitload of doubles. He had a 16 triple year. He had 16 triples one year. You know, I mean, when you're hitting, when you're hitting multiple triple, like ten triples or above, like you're a fucking player. You know, you, you were an athlete that plays the game. You know, oh yeah, this is '88. I love it. Offense was supposed to be the team strength. Yet in this pirate series, the Phillies have scored only <laughs> one run. Such a Philly way. <laughs> to Pittsburgh. For those pictures, let's go back. For those pictures. Here on Channel 29, Bruce Ruff- I missed the blue away uniform. Error right here by Von Hayes. That was in the Pirate first inning. Pirates going to take a 3 nothing lead. Brian Fisher, right, the center field. What park are we in? Are we in their park or our park? Tonight by the Phillies. Not a pretty sight. Now, Brian Fisher, the pitcher. <laughs> Not a pretty sight. <laughs> yeah, the 88 Phillies. Uh, yeah, this they, they weren't. God, who was in the eighty? Were the, was eighty eight them kind of like how? Remember when Ruben Sierra became the face of the A's? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they were in their Ruben Sierra phase of like yeah. just coming out of that early eighties dominance. We're like we're st- yeah. we're not terrible. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. we're not good anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because Schmidt Schmidt's re- Schmidt retired in eighty eight. In the middle of the season, he retired. He's a prideful player. Uh, his last hurrah was the nineteen eighty six. Man, season. they didn't tackle her. You know, he, hey, there we go. Is it? Had a good start until they went into St. Louis. Oh. New team in first. Well, the East, I mean, I mean, the uh, 88 was still the Cubs. They were still in the East. Yeah. You know. The Big East division. Absolutely. And so in 88, it would have been uh, nothing. The Dodgers and Mets. The Mets yep. won the division in 88. I remember that. That was, that was strawberry and yeah. shit, right? Yeah. That, that was the 86 Mets last hurrah. Like they were still trying to capture the glory of 86. Yeah, we're bouncing through. We're you going, know, to, we're going uh, to 1990 now. And, and I thought I was so God, I was so arrogant going into that World Series, Keith. I thought the A's were going to kill them. I thought the A's were going to jump them because they, they had they had swept the Red Sox, who were this notorious nemesis for me. It was like my hubris. Oh, yeah. The and, Sox. And, then, and then the fucking, you know, and for then, people, for new people listening or watching, Crocious, his longtime past with his brother, was going to Red Sox games and vehemently rooting against the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> no, it was, it was rooting for my team. I was not rooting against. I was cheering for my team, but the, which I'm allowed to do as but a it ticket was a holder. Well, but you were going to a Red Sox game. Absolutely. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah, to do it. Absolutely. And clapping. Here's our big thing. When the A's would hit a home run, here was our clap, Keith. Here's what we would do. We'd be lone people clapping. 
<laughs> we would do that uh, sometimes in unison, which was very fun, you know, but you think about it, that's pretty spiteful. It's kind of a prick thing to do, isn't it? You know, uh, but I like it. Baseball lends itself to that, you know, uh, but I, I, I have not watched it consistently in years. Isn't that crazy? I used to be well, a huge yeah. baseball fan. I've been watching some this week in baseball. Like, Other again, sports are too exciting. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I've been watching like this week in baseball from like 1978 and 79, like episodes of that. It's like, uh, it just is so, it's just, it, it, you know, players that I remember, they're all dead. Like they're all dead almost. All these guys from my child, are almost all gone, <laughs> you know? So uh, I've been thinking about that a little bit, Keith, just to let you know, you know, uh, the passing. <laughs> there we go. These are all from the Fort Worth area. That's uh, that's such a seventies cheer to me. Like the to me yeah. when when I hear that, like yeah, like I almost hear like hip hip hooray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because uh, I mean, this is my this is my first time watching baseball. Going going to baseball games. Seventy three. This is nineteen seventy three. No, not seventy three. Sorry, no. It was seventy seven seventy eight. It looked the same. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure it was the bleed over era. You know, you know something though. It started to get a little more hip in the late seventies. You know, they, it, 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 it loosened its image up a little bit, you know? Uh, also guys were partying. I think, I think players were partying pretty hard. Seventies baseball players were getting loaded. You know, <laughs> that was part of being an athlete back then. You know, I mean, I, I feel like the athlete getting addicted now, it still happens, but it's not like it was back then. I think. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like now there's so much money investment. It's like, you, you got to get them some treatment. You got to nip this in the bud. And if it doesn't work out, he's probably gone. But it's just like, I, I feel like back then, like guys partied hard, you know, late seventies baseball. It's time to party hard. So what do you want to run through here? I got a bunch of stuff. I got uh, to tell Genius, the truth man. from 73 baseball highlights from 73, a match game from 75. This ooh, is ooh, all ooh, this ooh, week. Ooh, ooh. Match game. This is match all game. this week. This will be good. And then it's going to calm. I'm all building to 1996. Okay. Which is the year Gary, we're actually focusing on. Gary Berghoff, Brett Summers. Berghoff's still alive. Yeah, grouchy he's old, old prick with no fingers. Yeah, he's. I, I guess he's just to be a good guy. Isn't that weird that. <laughs> Betty White was still like a heartthrob. Probably. Oh, she was still cute. Kind of, even though she was probably. She must have been like in her 40s at this point. Late 40s, early 50s. Was this a Merv show? Yeah, I, I, uh, Mark Goodson, Bill Tobin. Th I mean, this is a, I mean, this show is like my childhood. Did like you this, like Match Game? I thought it was hilarious because I, I didn't really get the jokes, but they just seemed like they were having oh, fun. the thin microphone. You know, uh, it is, Susie, and plus it gets really racist and like they say things like, like it's very homophobic. They, they liberally use certain words that do not happen, you know. Marlon Brando's bunch is in, huh? <laughs> The rumor is, this is a Hollywood rumor, it cannot be true, that I guess a lot of the people asked to be paid in Coke. Hell yeah. Definitely <laughs> fucking I mean, Betty see, White. But, or, or like Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. You're going to pay me in a little bugger <laughs> sugar, right? <laughs> well, he, 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 Paul Lind, and then. Uh, he and, is Paul Lind. No, yeah. Paul Lind, Charles Nelson Riley. Can you imagine what it would Rip sound Taylor like? Can you imagine if, what it would sound like if all three of them had sex with each other? Oh, God. oh, oh, Charles. <laughs> 
oh, Paul. And then fucking Rip Taylor's there firing <laughs> off fucking confetti. <laughs> confetti right. That whole like throwing confetti around. That is so bizarre. That's like vaudeville. That is? Isn't that, is that vaudeville? For the right. How bizarre. <laughs> Isn't it though? How bizarre. How bizarre. Isn't it weird? I couldn't get a plane. Oh, I couldn't get a plane. Oh. Get a plane. oh. <laughs> this was like the Hollywood squares of its of its day. Oh, these were where you repurpose stars of the time. Oh, that was a theme in, in, in game shows back then. Just like let's theme. throw on celebrities, put them on, and do have them do a game show. It was probably lazy programming, but you know, I bet you they got paid okay. You was know? there a strike? Were they covering for a strike? Um, no, 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 no. They, they were these were yeah, they were just D-list celebrities. They were funny. They were giving each other shit the entire again, that theme of just busting your busting chops. Oh, dude, you know? the, I love the the jokes of the time. The the feathers are dusty because they were in Betty's pussy. No, like it's no, always no, just you know or he, I would say cat. <laughs> but they would make dry, dusty pussy jokes all the time. That was always the joke of the time. <laughs> I don't recall that. Her but purse it, is not wet. Let's, oh, look at this. Yeah, let's watch this. Welcome them. We're going to start with the beginning of round okay. two, and I guess as expeditiously as possible, we ought to go to a commercial. Yeah, have a little water for him. Yes, I do. Look at that. They were doing uh, gags. Here They're doing gags. The world are good. <laughs> we give him some water. I fucking love he it. He died a natural death, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's amazing. Yeah. Listen to this. And so will you if we don't go to black and go to the commercial. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just it's cartoonish, isn't it? Oh, oh I go. Uh, ready, Don and Glinda. <laughs> now the score at this moment is nothing or nothing. It's, and it's hilarious, isn't it? Round, and we ask Don to make a selection. A, please. A, it is. Here we go. It's hilarious. Is everyone ready to play? Oh, oh, hang on, let me make an inappropriate black joke. Oh no! no. Do, oh, you, I you are going to hear it. You're going to hear something that will not that will not age well. I promise that. We got to listen to this. Completely straight, by the way. Well, <laughs> Wasn't he? Was he living as a straight man, though? Was he trying oh, to be straight? Yeah, I mean, he's he was the allowed one of the three allowed gay actors in the seventies. Well, Lynn there was in the three. closet. No, what? They, they were, but everyone knew. Everyone kind of knew, you know, but they were allowed, fun, but they weren't out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't like, that wasn't like part of their sort of, Hey, this is my brand or something. It was like, but it was known. They were never seen with men. They, they, they were the three allowed gay actors. Unless it's my. Of that time, I think, you know. Liberace was And it was, was all like a comedic sort of, look at how funny they Liberace are. Liberace was tooling around oh, fucking yeah, pretending to be straight at this I, time. I think Liberace had, well, I think he, he never had a beard. Elton John had a beard. Now, what's the point of this show? What are the rules of match game? So they give a sentence. Phil was such a fan of college football that he decided to play the blank back. And then they say, okay, the, the, the halfback. And you try to match that word. So they, it's a fill in the blank. Yeah. It's a fill in the blank. So, I, I thought it was actually different. So they fill in the blank and they'd go yeah. fill. And then Charles Nelson Riley would go me up. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, that's your. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen Easter eggs, haven't you? When she went on an Easter egg hunt, she took along a. A rabbit. Uh -oh. Boo. Yeah. God, they, she get, I mean, this was in the audience got raw. Is that by way of a comment? Yes. <laughs> now, some of the dinglings might have said rabbit. You never know. They yeah. might have misunderstood. Some of the dumb people we interview. What did you say, Gary? Well, what I said was. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him hiding his gimp hand. <laughs> 
I watched a video on him this week. Bergoff? Yeah, it, they're saying that he was actually not a, he was actually he's a, good a dick guy. face, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, but he, My voice was never that high. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, he's mock. Masculine. <laughs> uh, go. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> Read the question, please. Uh, dumb door, so dumb when she went on an Easter egg hunt, she took along a... A rabbit gun. A gun. Right. See, a gun, you see. It's done. Uh. I don't boo him, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, this is, what, what would you, what would it be? What? Come on, though, sweetheart. You see, the operative word is hunt. Hunt, right. As in... Well... Fox hunt. Yes. She took along a dog. A dog? Well, that's another good answer. <laughs> this is, yeah, the, Trouble with you. Yeah, the, the, it got a little. It was a little loo more loose in the I mid seventies. Feather out of our pussy. Like it lasted until the early eighties. This show, but it got very. It got, it got very uh, old. Don't yell at my pretty squaw. Ooh. <laughs> Throw things, but don't yell at her. <laughs> I said an egg. How could you not think he was? Well, exactly. I mean, it's there were some lot. old biddies. You know, I, well, you know who does a great impression? Alec Baldwin does a great Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, he does it on SNL. It, it's hilarious. You know. Okay, my dear. Yeah. What do you say? I say she took a lot. I say I'm dumb. So when she went on an Easter, Easter. egg hunt, she, she took along that egg. She Burl. took the egg with her big boo. Oh, it's so funny. Don't make me feel lonely. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard. Richard, you know. lady was dumb. Is that correct? Dumb dog. Look at that fucking yep. jacket. Went on an Easter egg hunt. God damn. Looks like he's a Star Trek fucking member. Well, I mean, he, this is before Family Feud. You know, I mean, this is. Took along a chicken. A chicken. He parlayed this into a. Well, that's fucking. Uh, who is that guy? It's, oh, that, 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 that's, that's uh, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson, right? absolutely. He was on. Uh, you know, he was in uh, Logan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes was. A, he hadn't. He hadn't hit his fame. Oh, yeah, yet. Richard Dawson fucking hosted the Family Feud. Oh, absolutely. He's not the one that killed himself, right? No, no, it was a guy who followed. It was that was Ray Cohen. I got his death announcement and TV history. Wow. Yeah, no, I want to watch that. Absolutely. I tell you, I was so ashamed of my answer in the beginning, and it's gotten so much better. I had my answer, but it was in my pussy, and Charles took it out. Slow, folks. It gets better. I said chicken. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Exactly. They had the smart people back on the, on the bottom there. That's what he should have said. He didn't match anything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. To have your question, you will need one match to win the game. Okay. We'll see if that happens right after this. There it was. I was watching one of these. Okay, I was watching this. I got to tell. I told the joke one time. Okay. Yeah. This is what they said. It was the woman from who's Bob Newhart's uh, secretary. Like I can't think of what her name was. Though. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But she. So it was. Here's what it was. It was a uh, Phil was such a fan of college football that he decided to attend Notre Dame University. Only instead of the quarterback, he wanted to play the blank back. So you think halfback, defensive back. back, fullback. You can match three or four of those, get a few points. You get, and, and she turns her card over and she said, wet back. So oh. wet back. I was like, wow. And it was like, oh, I said wet back. And it was like, the reaction was perfectly indifferent. It was like, okay, that, that's, that, that's, that's an fine. option. That's yeah, an option. Yeah, you can say that. And they just moved on. It was, it was like, wow. Really? It was jaw dropping. Here's a little 30 that. second stinger from news from 1990.
the 10 o'clock news, Mikhail Gorbachev is in Washington for his second summit with President Bush. But before leaving Canada to travel to the U.S., I mean, the Soviet leader talks tough on the issue of German reunification. Yeah. Separate earthquakes in Eastern Europe and in Peru killed dozens of people. On I mean, Gorbachev, you gotta, I mean, that was a, that was a big the, birthmark on his head. Absolutely. He just died a couple years ago. Ronnie Wood and, or and Gorbachev. He, yeah, he just, he just, and, and he is, in, in like Russian history, he's deemed a real weakling. Like he's not. Well, yeah, because he wanted well. Soviet Union to. Wasn't he like a? Didn't he like happily end the Iron Curtain? Well, I mean, they were trying to do some economic reforms, and it just did not. Ooh, it, here it we did go. not work. This will hit your home. This and, is your uh, peak era here. There, I mean, their authoritarian government just it just imploded. That I mean, that was a. I mean, again, a crazy time in my life. When I think of a very significant moment of my early like teen years, early twenties, fall of the Soviet Union is a big deal, and, and the fact that it's just. Now, like, there's a, a sector of people in this country that want to align with the Soviet Union was Russia. That's what it was. It was Russia. You want to align with Russia now? There's a segment of our population. Well, like, that's pretty large. That's the segment that wants to be anything that goes against people that are warmongering. So, like, they're for like I feel like they're for Russia just to spite another group that is so against them. Like, I'm against the people that are against Russia, so I'm for Russia. Well, 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 well then that would be NATO. And, and you're the most important nation with NATO. It's like, whoa, you're really trying to me mess with the constellation of power here. You know? May 31, 1985. Major League Baseball, yeah. after 14 months, a grand jury yep. in Pittsburgh has now produced yeah. seven indictments. Yeah. yeah. No players were named, but as Stone Phillips reports, it's, uh, some players were certainly involved. Oh, yeah. Is it Dale Barra? Was this like the cocaine shit? Oh, is this like yes. what ended with like outed strawberry and stuff like no, that? No, no, no. It's right before them. Right before them. Nearly 170. I actually was reading recently that in 70, uh, or for in the NBA, I was reading about David Stern that in the 70s, part of Stern's thing was that he cleaned up basketball, that there was a huge drug problem oh, in the late yeah. 70s. Uh, and Stern was the one that decided to focus on players instead of teams. Yeah. And like kind of created the star. Yeah. yeah and no, like, but was, they were talking about how he cleaned up the NBA, that there was a huge coke problem in basketball. The late 70s, big issues. Oh, uh, David Thompson, who was a phenomenal basketball player, uh, like a Jordan-esque type player. Like his, he had a 50-inch vertical leap. He had a 50-inch vertical. I mean, he could dunk in traffic. It was, he was amazing. He coked himself out of the league. You, do you want to know how his career ended? I just learned this this past week. I, this blew me away. This is how his career ended. He got kicked down some stairs at Studio 54 at like 3 a.m. because he had been partying all night. And it's he blew his knee. I must be lonely. And, and, and he blew his knee. And he couldn't play again. That was in 83 when that happened. Damn. He, it was because he was, he was obviously, you know, partying. Then he became a born-again Christian. Fuck like, yeah, of dude. Of course he did that. Uh, that was the path he had to go down because his life had uh, fallen apart. You know? you know, as much as I, yeah, yeah, Dale Barra, Dave, Dave Parker, Tim Rains, yep. were granted immunity. Yep. Range was in Los Angeles today. We're hoping that uh, soon that uh, is over. Look at that curl. That is Jerry oh, Curl. Yeah, absolutely. He was the only guy to rival Ricky, but actually Ricky was better than him. Connection between drugs and Major League Baseball. Stone Phillips hadn't talked like that yet. He didn't have that slurry voice. So the customers, the ones buying and using the drugs, were the athletes. Stone yeah, Pittsburgh was a big, Pittsburgh. like, that was a big area where coke and was sold. And now drugs in the military. Yeah. Well, this is still in the 80s when Reagan's trying to get drugs oh, into people's heads. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And now drugs in the military. And then we're going to go to drugs on children. This whole show is about drugs. Uh, absolutely. Our holding critical The jobs. war on drugs. There again, is. that is just used. We are going to make a prison camp economy. The prisons exploded. It all started in this decade. All started in the 80s. Look at that ribbon on the side. For more than yeah. a decade now, the drug urinalysis test has been a regular part of the Army drill. This week, the Pentagon announced that what is good for its soldiers should be good for its civilians. Specifically, those in sensitive jobs where the protection of people or property is at stake. I feel that if it's necessary, it's necessary. I just won't blow dubs at work anymore, you know? That's how Sergeant yeah. Royce This was also felt. like across the country. It was because I got in this. I have, I have older friends who told me that they would work at manufacturing gigs like in the late 70s. Everyone was hopped up on pills. Everyone was partying, you know, and then, and you were going into work loaded. So there was a real, the anti-drug thing was just, a, I mean, it was a big thing in the 80s. It's always been there, but like it started to modernize and it was definitely like part of the right wing infrastructure, you know, of like mm -hmm. of control, you know, and then, and whatever. That's what started the whole prison camp economy. I mean, prisons exploded in the 1980s and have continued to do so. Uh, th th I mean, th that is a uh, a real financial issue and a problem. And it's ruining millions of people's lives, you know. N not a very, uh, it is a wound on our country's uh, arm that's bleeding, you know. So but, now we'll ease into 1996. <laughs> that is my proselytizing on a, yeah, I, I am, uh, I, I don't like the uh, criminal justice system in this country. It's got some uh, severe problems. Uh, and uh, they're entrenched. And catch those problems yeah. being outed on red lines. Coming, <laughs> coming to CW this fall, the fall of 2027, when the strike is exactly. over. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on Skid Row at that this time. This is the news. I'm closing a party of five. Speaking of party of five, coming around full circle. Shamer on top of this one. And live team coverage. I got to admit it. I thought Jennifer Love Hewitt was cute. The mid '90s coming in because well, I was in my late twenties. Because so here's the big events of 1996, and we can get that teenage version. So uh, the game one of the NHL finals of the yeah. Stanley Cup finals between the uh, Avalanche and the Florida Panthers happened. Yeah. Yeah. Tupac puts out the famous uh, battle rap, "Hit 'Em Up." Uh, the "Killing Them Softly" by the Fugees comes out this week. Yeah. Um, Fox gets baseball though. Fox really came up in the mid nineties. Like the popularity yeah. of X Files was very important to yeah. the Fox network. No, it began to mature and actually get its feet under it. Because when like I that. was a kid, like NBC, maybe for adults was the go to, but me and my sister watched nothing but Fox. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you were definitely part of the. Uh, here's the tornado. I mean, Fox becoming the fourth network. I mean, that that was a big deal in my sort of development of pop culture, you know, and its evolution. Because I was of a time of the big three, and then maybe you had, you had two independent channels, and that was it, man. You had five channels max. And if you were in a rural area, you might get, I don't know, three or four channels, if you're the strong antenna. It can be expensive, especially you know? if the police find it. The Hall of Shame is on the case this Wednesday, May 29th, 1996. Uh. This is Fox 2 Eyewitness News at 10. They can be stronger than a hurricane. They it's also, I love this because no one knew about tornadoes, so they could like, they had those abilities. It can be stronger than a hurricane. Yeah. It appears in the night yeah. like a cloaked tube of death. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Good you, evening. I'm Micah Materian for Hugh Perkins. And I'm Rich Fisher. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> huh? What do you mean nobody knew about tornadoes?
I'm saying like they knew, but like they didn't know. Like this is when they would, when you were discovering like what the inside of it looked like and shit. They were starting to get scientific on the news about it because the movie Twister just came out a month before this. Yeah, so yeah, this is news being a following, uh, you know, popular culture, which is just piles of rubble where their homes. I didn't know. I didn't know about the Fujita scale pre 1995. It's also what is it with the, the scale? It's the those scales to me that the movie Twister introduced me to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't fucking see it. I'd never seen a tornado in my life. I've only seen funnel clouds. You know, it's funny you mention that because we're living in the Midwest for as long as I have, and Wisconsin will get some fucking big time tornadoes. I, I never saw one. I never saw I, mean, I heard of That's few. why my parents would get mad at me when I would get scared during a thunderstorm. They would say, We've lived in this town since the mid 60s. We have never seen a tornado. Like, why do you think you're going to see a tornado? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it is. But when I was in Wisconsin, a few times it happened. There was a few storms. There were huge storms, you know, uh, but I didn't, uh, I, I never, I've never seen one. I don't know. So listen to these people talk. She's wearing a Mercury Mountaineer shirt. That car does not exist anymore. Yeah, like, there was a, uh, there was a tornado in, in Wisconsin, Barneveld, Wisconsin, which was about 50 miles to the east or west of Madison, that it came through. It leveled the entire, it was a town of like six to 700 people. It just got leveled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was taken out. The only thing that remained was the water, uh, the water uh, t tank, whatever they had, you know, the big drum. The water tank in the song. Look yeah, at this guy. In 10 seconds, they said it was in Chablis. It started through, through here. That guy door -door has diabetes. Sure. Oh yeah, he's wearing a starter hat. <laughs> as far as rebuilding. I don't even know if they could, re there's no way they could rebuild. No way. This has got to be demolished, demolished. Y'all want to stay for dinner? CNN reporting. Fox 2 Eyewitness News called the National Weather Service this afternoon to get the information you need to stay safe in a tornado. First, head for... See, the people didn't yeah. know to head for an interior room or a basement. They're, this is news. Oh, yeah. Get absolutely. in the basement. Absolutely. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing the, the tornado warning. I remember hearing the tornado warning. You, uh, like, all of this was part of like, my first grade weather. No. Weather the Midwest. This is... Dude, we were fucking scared. Oh yeah, the Midwest like thing. The movie Twister was eye-opening for us in the Midwest. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> talked about tornadoes, talked about hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> weather here, in fact. You know, you know, as DeSantis says, weather, weather. God, the whole, the whole like trying to, like the word climate versus weather. You're trying to hijack weather. You know what I mean? Like it's just weather. You know, like, there's no, there's nothing big. It's just what happens at that moment right now. There's no. Uh, no, uh, it's amazing. Climate is like a, but they, I literally think they know that people can't, I don't know, like the, they don't see the passage of time and sort of realize the changes or something. It's just, I mean, we have short memories. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. You know, it's, again, that's why I go back to how I'm so weirded out with the, with the Trump thing about there being a strong element of Trump supporters. They're like, Hey, let's give Russia a chance. You know, we have to have a relationship with them. And there's a real racial underbelly to it. You know, it's like, Hey, they're white too. You know, I, I really do believe that that's like an element of it. You know, it's weird. You know, I mean, they were the enemy and people can just be duped. 
So, oh yeah, yeah, and, and now tens of millions of people. It's, it's bizarre. Left bullet scattered around her home. Yeah. around midnight with a stab. This is another city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, is this in uh, Minneapolis? President Mark Morgan was treated and released from a Sioux Falls hospital. Oh, it's Sioux Falls. Stab wounds. Yeah. Minutes after that call, officers responded to. That is what Sog Village looked like, North Dakota, and maybe this tracks because my grandparents were from Bismarck. Ooh, yeah. And they were like the first one of the first few families. So the house they built probably they wanted they made it to what they knew. Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of North and South Dakota and it yeah. looks just like the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. That, 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 that's that's like the towns, you know, with the boy here at this parking lot. They ambushed him and began firing. It's they were very obviously black. It was it's very conservative. And they have four senators. North Dakota has two senators, and South Dakota has two senators. It's like just be one state, exactly. You know, but be, be Dakota United, like a football team. Prison, a maximum sentence of death by lethal injection. Jesus, Nebraska man is in jail on charges of assault. It's Brooklyn got a it's got a, a church background to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That like looks it's like stained glass. That's probably what the the liner of that jacket looks like. You know, isn't that? That's got to be by design. The set, like. Oh. driving and driving while his license was revoked. Cons Cooler, a conservative media, a uh, like in small town conservative media is disturbing. Trust fund for the city of Sioux Falls created with a penalty payment. So this is Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, this is far western Iowa, far eastern South Dakota. When you get in the middle of South Dakota, there ain't people. <laughs> you don't see people. Man. So this guy's crop got, this guy's soybean crop got rained out. Go to some good stuff here. Yeah. They go to election results at some point. Soybeans. Are running for re-election. <laughs> I mean, Robert Heim Himrick, rather, and Brett Songstad are also trying for the seats. In the U.S. House. Oh, Jim Abbott was running in this as for the Democrats. That's something they go to. Jim Abbott. Look at. We'll choose between Jim Abbott, Rick Wyland, Linda Stensland, and Dennis Jones. Which is, now, it's not the picture of Jim Abbott. It's not him. Race, I think it is. No, no. Didn't no, he run, not, didn't he no, join no. government? No, 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 no. That, that's not the same guy. Minnehaha County polling it's places will be open Jim, from 8 a.m. I thought Jim Abbott, the picture became a politician no he, if he would have it would have been in michigan it wouldn't have been in uh, south dakota well that was for the u.s house of representatives well, yeah, well i'm sure for, for a seat there yeah. probably in, in the in western iowa or eastern uh, south dakota on the south dakota public utility Ooh, it's conservative man I tell you what, though, if you want to get your first gig, that guy's like 26 years old, man. Maybe, you know what I mean? 14 of the 883 precincts in, the former Tom Daschle aide Rick Wyland appears to be the winner tonight with 16,400 votes. Wyland has 42% of the vote. Now, 35% of the vote was needed to win. Yankton Business and Jib business yankton that's fucking they say that name in deadwood all the time yeah oh yeah yankton is where they have to send all their notes and shit yeah. that's like where the government was yeah Hot yankton yep i mean it, it, when you get in the western part of that state it's the old west dude it, it, i mean it is there ain't much there you know there's some really tough native american reservations there i remember going through i went through World one in in, uh, in montana ever tell the story no, I probably told it before. Here, we'll, we'll we'll close out with the first Fox broadcast of baseball, Dodgers Braves. Yeah, American pastime. Uh, I had to go through a uh, a uh, Ryan Klesko and an Indian reservation, going to Glacier National Park in northern Montana, and it was like a 
it was a good 60 mile drive through it. Like you had to be on it for a while. Yeah. You know? And we kept looking for these this sterno for our for our fire so we could like cook food. We couldn't oh, find like it. Oh, like a like a plate type of thing. And like the actual gas itself to actually ignite, you know? Well, we couldn't find it anywhere. So we're like, well, we'll just go into this, you know, a supermarket on this reservation, try to see if we can find some. And it was uh, rough around the edges. It was rough around. I mean, it was. Well, yeah, they, guys like, we've uh, strangled them from any financial oh, help. Oh, my God. I was dude. telling it, her, yeah. I was like, so part of because part of their reparations was like, OK, you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> but then like taxes is how you like make your town nice. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you don't have to pay taxes. But yeah. that but that means we're not fixing your roads Ugh. like schools and Indian reservations are terrible. Yeah. Like they, they're living rough. Oh, yeah. Tom yeah. Brenneman. He's over there in fucking F town. It, it is. It is a. uh it was really raw. I mean, guys were like ha- passing a bottle around over like an open drum and a fire, like six or seven. I mean, like long haired, tough looking dudes, you know? And I was just like, I don't know if I want to be, I, I got to admit it. You know, I was a Look little bit, Brenly. I was Yeah, Brenly's skinny. I didn't know Brenly started in the booth, went manager, and then went back to the booth. Yeah. yeah. Drive here to the ballpark, and occasionally we would try to sneak in. This is the first Fox broadcast. God. You can hear that's not a soundproof booth. And uh, there was a little bit of room underneath the fence, and back then I was considerably thinner than I am now. And as a matter of fact, that's it right there. We used to slide on our bellies under that gate. You know, I think that's the same guard that used to run us out of here and make us slide right back out underneath that same Those very baseball gate. gags. And making a folksy. Baseball had an image problem. Because of the strike. When you were a kid, what channel was this week in baseball up. on? Uh, NBC. It was on Fox when I was a kid. Ugh. It moved to Fox. In the, cause, cause it was Mel Allen. Bop, bop. When I when I watched it, it was two people. It was a dude and a chick. And they were like all 90s. Like it was just some random people. But it was two people. And they yeah. would stand in a baseball park like they would stand in an empty Yankee stadium and like he would be in the fucking monument park like doing bits with the fucking monuments and then he would toss it to a segment like wow. it was a re- it was a very different show. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Who, who, who was the voice again? Who was the it was I don't it was two random people. Oh, okay. It was not there was not a, a they weren't famous. Interesting. That was the era where like I've noticed your era. The host was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. We're like, yeah. You name a show, you know immediately who hosted it. Absolutely. Whereas in the 90s, I feel like they tried to make the show the popular thing. Like, they didn't really care. The host was always a nobody. Like, famous people didn't host shows. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Interesting, you know. Yeah, because it it, it was an avenue. Like, you were known in 1975. Gene Rayburn was known. You know, he was a name in 1975 America. You know? Let me see who hosted Barry Larkin was still playing. Oh, he played until the 2000s. He, you know, so he was a great baseball player. Uh, I never liked him because there's still t- uh, remnants of the 1990 team on this. Team. I always felt bad for him. God, I hated that Reds team. I always felt bad for him because the Reds were always very bad. So I was always just like, he's like the one good guy. Mark on that Portugal. Team. Holy shit, that's an old name. That's an old name, boy. Rained out of a couple of balls. Yeah, it is. Uh, was he? Oh, he's given up nine homers. I was like, damn, that guy can club. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's he's throwing up some gopher balls is the point. Yeah, it's just uh, baseball, you know, it, Every time he turns around, they had to make some changes with the strike happening. They had to jazz it up. A bit, okay, here you know? we go. In 1996, Mel Allen died. Wow. Warner Fuseli, who had previously oh, yeah. contributed to the This Week in Baseball notes, 
uh, and the ticker segments, as well as substituting for Allen frequently in later years, filled in for Allen when needed. Ultimately took over the re- for the remainder of the season. In 1997, the recently retired Ozzie Smith became the permanent new host with Fuseli serving as the show's announcer and main contributor. Uh, this wow. week in baseball had, pr- had pretty much moved into being more of a cable syndicated show, as in Detroit, for instance. It was shown on Pass. Uh, by this point, however, this week in baseball appeared to have run its course and the 98 season proved to be the last for the original series. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it couldn't make it through. That, that's how you got highlights. But if you you watch the highlights now, it's just so staid and old and like, but that's how you get to see, you know, plays from other games. You know what? Kinda, you know, and they tried to remember the show Inside Stuff, the basketball I, yes, show. Yeah. They tried to turn this week in baseball into the Inside Stuff. Were like the host would like, we got to be with fucking, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever the fuck, Tom. We got to hang out with Tom Glab in pregame. Like they would just do little bits. Like yeah. it wasn't even showing you highlights of the games. Yeah. It okay. was like, we got access to this person in this stadium, and this is the goofy shit we did for 10 minutes. It's because you know, ESPN basically killed it, and now ESPN is being killed. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the again. Let me try and get a clip from this week in baseball ninety. I wouldn't say it's bizarre. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> God damn. Father right, how bizarre! How bizarre! It's pretty how weird, bizarre. you know. It's, it's bizarre though. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that that was match game too that we were watching, which was a big show of my childhood, my youth. You know, but yeah. So what? Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna try and find a '96 this week in baseball. Yeah, because so I, you can I've, see how different it was. I've watched a few this because I love. I loved this week in baseball. Well, it had a good song. Da, da, you know what blew my mind? Da, my when da. my when my dad told me that Home Run Derby was a television show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like He's, he remembers. He was like, "Yeah, Hank Aaron used to hit home runs just on Saturdays." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like with like batting practice baseball pitches. Because that's because you know? I remember I was like, oh, Hank Aaron has the record. And he was like, yeah. And if they counted this, the the home run derby home runs, he'd have like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was amazing. He was so fucking consistent. He was just, it's a consistent ball player. You know, Do you know how hard it is to be consistently good at a sport. You know, you got to be great. Oh, yeah. This is oh. Yeah, Th- those are the so ones that are slow and arduous. The seventies ones and shit, uh, the, or eighties. Uh, the, the, yeah, the seventies ones are fucking great. Because I want to see if they still have that song in the nineteen ninety six version. Let me see this if I can find a, I can definitely I find a ninety four here. If they have like certain through lines that still have made it through. Oh, I'm sure. Even you know? if it wasn't like the same, it's probably the same beat, but like modernized. Yeah. Key, not keyboards. Wouldn't be the eighties. I don't know what it would be in the nineties or what they're trying to do, you know, post grunge. Oh my God. I'm fucking old. Weekend baseball celebrates its 20th season with unforgettable moments. Want to see something cool? This is. I don't want to watch. I want to find a, a nice yeah, one from the exactly, 90s. Exactly. I think we got to go to 94, bup, 95. You didn't have highlight shows. So, I mean, there was no ESPN. You had to watch this to get your highlights. And, and the A's were so shitty that they were never talked about. So, I was so starved for A's information. <laughs> You know, it was a bizarre thing to be into. And I loved it. 
Things you remember. Oh, I love this. They're showing it during a rain delay. You know how they would show programming during a rain delay? Yeah. This is their showing of this week in baseball. What a play by Alex. Yeah. Yep. You can hear it. You can hear it. There's still a little hints of that in it. Hello there, yep. everybody. That's Mel this Allen. This is Mel Allen. And coming up, heading for the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose told me back then I was the best player in the game. <laughs> what Pete Rose Look at said that, that fucking time, tail of that mullet. He takes yeah. hands with all of his teammates. Is that Schmidt? Yeah. He was a dominant baseball player. Coming up next, y'all, right here on This Week in Baseball. God. Mel Allen. This he was the voice of the Yankees. To you in part by Red Dog I, I remember the Red Dog to that, that bar. People say it was Batman eating out Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> you are your own dog. <laughs> like, like from behind? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Some of you hounds are getting all turned around dealing with the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this shit. I love man. how they're putting his pigness on the dog. <laughs> she ain't good enough. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck these dogs. Yeah, the, hey, it's a dog, you know. Red dog beer. Red dog. If you drank red dog, that was a gross douchebag beer. It was not, I mean, I drank PBR before that. You know? It was the red stripe of its time, right? Uh, red stripe was actually a decent beer. Arabia. I'm gonna try and find a nice Red stripe's a decent one. beer, I think. I want to try and find one with the new hosts. We don't want to find a Mel Allen. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy. But yeah, that, that you can you can still hear it in there. Yeah, it was probably 93, 94. That's when Schmidt would have gotten into the Hall of Fame, you know. He was a great, great baseball player. Oh, yeah, this will be a commercial here. I just don't care about the game anymore, Keith. It's weird. Go crazy, you know? folks, go crazy. What a play, Ozzie Smith. Watch and enjoy. I'm Ozzie Smith, the new host of This Week in Baseball. Join Ozzie each week for an insider's look at our national pastime, plus all the great plays and bloopers you love. See? Also new this it was an inside look, and then they would just show bloopers and shit. Tommy Lasorda. So join yeah. me. God. Ozzy Smith is trying to, is this work post-retirement, I think. Or, no, he hadn't retired yet. He, he, he retired, I think. Yeah. I don't know when Ozzy Smith oh, retired. Fuck. I think it might have been like 96 when he retired. Hey, Rob Aponte's in the chat. All right. Good, man. You want to end the show? <laughs> uh, we should probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm running out of steam. I mean, he's been in here for a long time. I, I but, just haven't been looking at the chat. Yeah. What time is it, man? Uh, it's 8.21 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Should wind it down. So here's what You've we're going to do. It's a long show, though. It's good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I think I'm going to try and find the Midnight Oil video here. <laughs> What are you taught when the stakes are burning? <laughs> Where's the bed in the burning gunning? I think that's how it goes, right? This song is, uh, I don't know, it's just preposterous to me. God, the fact that I still think about this shit, I'm becoming a permanent adolescent. That's what's happened. What? No, I'm just not. I'm going down my high boy memory. So. Oh, it's I good, though. This. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Midnight oil. Man, that's when you know you're getting past the 80s. Midnight oil is not in the rotation of yeah, Google. Yeah. Yeah. Got to actually, they're making me get to the O? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> beds are burning or beds are turning. It's that second one. One of the 
Yeah, Almost there it is. Yeah, right there. Exactly. What are we? <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, the extended video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. Shit. Let's. All right. Well, thanks for for watching. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you jumped on late, Aponte. Uh, I'll have this up tonight. I won't be delayed like I was last week. This will be up on audio and video tonight. Um. Yeah. Here we go. Thanks for thanks for watching. Enjoy Absolutely. midnight oil. Beds are burning. It's it's a callback. We talked about it earlier. Oh. <laughs> it's so goofy. <laughs> that was an unnecessary thirty seconds. Well, it's cleansing the palate before we hit you. The lead singer of Midnight Oil does look like Sloth from the Goonies. That's what they say in the chat. He also became like almost prime minister of Australia. He like got high up in government. I don't know if he got that high up, but I think he had a good He won little, some elections. I think he won some elections doing something. And you know when the bad's in the bonnet. <laughs> look at this shit. It's amazing. Good seeing you too, Aponte. It's now leading up to something, you know. They're really letting that bass drop. Yeah, they're they're hitting lyrics. Usually. Well, this is the extended version, right? Yeah, but this might be some new shit. There we go. Yeah, that's a decent bass line. Because it says it's a 2017. I'm not trusting this. That says it was a 2017. Wow. Some guy might have added that music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This they cut to this a little earlier now. This is the official music video. Wow, he's of nature. Yep, this is it, man. This is what I just. <laughs> Sitting by the water so in a hat. The river broke. The bloodwood and the desert. I still find it. It's a good song. It is actually. It's a good song. It actually is a decent song. The bass is good, but you get it. His whole thing is a little bit goofy, right? Isn't it? I mean, I guess he's got like he's serious, politics. dude. He wants them to give Australia back to the Aborigines. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. Oh, I mean, th this was woke, dude. To pay our taxes. I mean, this was woke for its era. We want to pay taxes. You know, again, this is woke for its era. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Without a doubt. He said Chunk loved Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil? <laughs> this song got airplay. It got hit. airplay, man. Absolutely. It got airplay for a while. I mean, I I'm going to say this. In a like, way, in a way, they almost rot. Like there was a U two in this. There was some U two in. You know what I mean? And like there was a political. This is like thing that Billy Joel on. music video where they start playing in that fucking room, or they start playing in that apartment building, and then all of New York listens to their <laughs> song by the I was thinking of pressure. I cannot handle pressure. Yonder, the western desert, 
Just that kind of lack of control of your body. Yeah. That was like the way white people danced. It was just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my exposure. That's how I dance now if I went, I went out there. It would be dated. I was not a person. Arms to your side. I, I, I didn't feel comfortable going to clubs. I went on a few times. I just didn't find it enjoyable. I didn't like going to clubs. It's a whole. I don't like places there. where you have to like go close and yell in people's ears yeah, to talk to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Where you have to yell and your brain rattles because no. they're yelling oh. so hard in your yeah, ear. Your equilibrium, like, ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're like, why don't we just go outside and make yeah. plans? Yeah. All right, man. All right, buddy. Good show. Thanks for watching, guys. We are off the air when we are off the air.